Bam, we're live. I added stuff to the uh, show notes before I, or, or, or after I sent it to you. Sorry, not yeah, a lot. Just a couple. Refresh. Just a couple of things here in the beginning. Uh Paper Street Coffee. Everything up until midnight tonight is twenty five percent off with code Sevon. Everything is twenty five percent off, and. Uh, it looks like I never knew this, and I don't know if it's always like this, but it says free shipping with orders over forty nine ninety nine. And I know some people had been telling me that the shipping was expensive. I'd gotten two DMs like that over the last year, uh, but now it's now it's free with over forty nine ninety nine. Anyway, that's a hell of a deal twenty five percent off. It only lasts till midnight tonight. So yeah. those of you who need coffee, uh, head over there. Use the code Sevon. Get fifty dollars uh, and one cent worth of stuff. Get the free shipping. <laughs> Have you had that canned the canned coffee, the canned nitro cold brew yet? I did. I had it yesterday. Yeah, it's super good. I um I tell I tell myself I'm trying not to drink coffee after the show, but yesterday I went roller skating with the boys. I saw that. <laughs> and where'd you see that? I think on uh Haley's Instagram. Oh no shit. Yeah, you looked Never good. Seen- you looked good out there. I never there's it, I'm out there. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. It's just a brief shot. It's a brief oh, shot. Oh no. <laughs> What's going on here? Oh, is it in her story? Without your permission. Yeah. Yeah, let me see. Oh yeah, okay. Here, I'll share this. This is it was pretty it, it was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. Let's see. Look at that. How sweet. There's Avi. He's Look, skating. He thinks he's skateboarding. He's, he's yeah, he thinks he's skateboarding. <laughs> That's the first time I've been roller skating in, I don't know, since the seventh or eighth grade. That was awesome. I didn't notice how he was like skateboarding it the first time I saw it. We went two days in a row. We went, uh, so not good. yesterday, but the day before, and I didn't roller skate. I just stood there, and anytime anyone had to go to the bathroom, I took him off the rink and took him to, to the bathroom. And then yesterday... Uh, we went with some friends and uh, we actually went with Allison and Brendan and their kids and uh, Donovan and his daughter. And, and Brendan's like, Hey, are you going to get out there? Don't, don't make me go out there by myself. So I went out there and it was dope. I loved it. Uh, Kenneth the lap 25% with free shipping is a steal. Yeah. It's pretty time to get like a year's worth of coffee. Just take advantage of that. Yeah. Load up. Um, I was thinking about this today in the shower, the whole Floyd 19 thing again, and I was thinking about um, the shit that Katrin posted about me, and I was thinking about how many times in the last, like, starting with what Hiller did six months ago by actually showing the interview with Stacey Tovar, basically showing how helpful it was to women everywhere to show that, mm-hmm. and then to see it come up again two weeks ago, instead of, like, that chick, um, the Bethy chick saying, hey, thank you, Sevon, for asking the hard questions. It's I'm toxic as shit, which is... <laughs> It's not even hard questions. Let me rephrase that. Thank you for asking the relevant questions. It's not really that hard to be like, hey, there's women everywhere, girlfriends, moms, sisters, and daughters taking hormones to affect their menstrual cycles and to ask a professional athlete about that who is so in tune with their body. It's not hard. It, it's, it's definitely the right thing to do. And to be – it reminded me similar of the racism thing. There's these women who think that they're supporting women, but really they're just fucking sending them back to the Stone Ages. Mm. And, then, and then the people who who have that um fallacy of argument where they they um they appeal what's up caleb hey 
they appeal they appeal to authority saying that i'm not a doctor so i can't ask um, a professional athlete how um, taking um, hormones is affecting their performance and and i and i understand and i'm not stupid i understand why it makes them feel uncomfortable because when you talk to people about birth control you're swerving into their lane of their of their sex life with their mate and and that's considered private uh you know i think for a lot of people and and i think that that's appropriate too but at that point when you're a public figure and you have that kind of knowledge and stacy was kind enough to share like yeah the other girls uh other individual athletes told me that when they got off of and she said whatever the birth control was that it actually they realized the hormones that they were taking uh in order to be able to have unprotected sex and not get pregnant was um affecting their performance and then and then furthermore and i never went back and i've told you guys this before i never went back and looked at that interview after katrin made those stupid fucking idiotic posts and um the new york times wrote that stuff trying to make it sound like i did something bad because i i was actually in denial like i i not denial i was afraid that maybe i did do something bad it's like when a cop gets behind you like you question every like you know you're completely fine and they get behind you you're like wait wait what 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 exactly it was exactly like that and so as all that stuff comes up, I, 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 I'm having fun with it, and I actually want to grab that. I'm going to grab that clip here from uh, CrossFit's uh, YouTube here soon and, and kind of just show, show all that. And it, it made me realize that all the athletes, not just Katrin, but so not all the athletes, but so many of the athletes that did post I'm Out, how much harm they did. And when I was in the shower this morning, I started – I asked myself this question. What do you think the largest – and I don't even know what this word means anymore, but I'm going to use it anyway. And I apologize. What do you think the largest minority-owned chain business in the world is? Hmm. I, I I bet you it's CrossFit. Oh, interesting. I bet you it's fucking CrossFit. By far, I bet you there's not even a second place. I mean, uh, every every gym in South America is owned by a minority. What do you think the largest chain owned by people with melanated skin is in the in the United States? Like chain under singular brand. I bet, I bet you I bet you it's CrossFit. And I've told this story before too. My wife was Greg Glassman's executive assistant for 10 years. Very close to him, maybe closer to him than anybody else. And letters would come to Greg from all over the world and often my wife would respond to him. And letters would come from prison, and this letter came from prison, and and they would want and they would want something from Greg, like hey, or, or they would just be thanking Greg. But there was this one particular letter that started coming from prison, and this guy wanted, I believe, an L one manual. And my and if I remember the story right, you couldn't just send the whole manual; you could only send like one or two pages at a time. Yeah. And so over the years, my wife for months, she sent this guy the entire L1 manual, like in one or two pages at a time. And she didn't have to do that. No one told her, hey, respond to these letters. She would just, since she was involved in organizing Greg's life, she would just take the responsibility on her own and write back to these prisoners or whoever. And she sent this guy a shitload of, um, you know, pages from the L1. He eventually got the L1. And when she got it, when the guy got out of prison, my wife checked on him. And asked him, would you like to, or uh, would you like to take the L1 now for free? And he said, oh my God, of course. And then he said, hey, I'd like to open an affiliate. And she said, okay, I'll waive your affiliate fees for you. First of all, do you, I want to ask you this, do you think any of that kind of stuff is going on now at CrossFit Inc.? No. And that's not a dig at them. No, that's just, 
It's not happening like that anymore. You think any of that is happening? This guy happened to have black skin. My wife had no idea. How could she? It was letters. Well, I mean, she should have asked, right? She should have, excuse me, we have a, <laughs> no. uh, we have a, we have a quota. Uh, we only write back to black prisoners. <laughs> irrelevant, irrelevant. If you're a white privileged prisoner, you can absolutely, if you're privileged like uh, Jason Tomlinson, then you absolutely cannot get a free L1 manual. So he goes to the L1 for free. He gets his affiliate, uh, I think, for free. And um, he opens the affiliate. And two weeks before Greg writes Floyd 19, um, that guy's on the, the CrossFit podcast. It was, it was uh, Corey Allen of Batcave CrossFit. And he tells his story. Do you think in that time any of those people like Katrin who said I'm out have done anything that's even close to just that one? And, and I, I'm going to tell you more stories. There's thousands of these stories. Do you think that she's done anything to um, even to match that, to help help minorities, to help help what she wanted to cancel Greg for? Definitely not in that magnitude, if at all. Do you think that she's done anything for women at the magnitude of letting um, – what Stacey Tovar did on the Sevon podcast, letting women know that the, the hormones are affecting your performance? Do you think she's done one thing like that? You no. go over to her Instagram account and you look at her pictures <laughs> of her uh, with her, her – her, uh, all her fake-ass pictures with her um, stage pictures with her hockey-playing uh, boyfriend on the um, in Idaho. I knew he had that dude on. In, in, in Coeur d'Alene. Yeah, he's been on this podcast too. I just texted him the other day too to say what's up. We've had one twice. Oh, we have? Mm-hmm. I had to reach my I had to reach my black quota. <laughs> Minimum. Every black guy gets on the show twice. It's 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 really the more and more I look back at it, it's so fucking insane when you think about how bad these people are and the damage that they did to not just this company but society. Let me go on further to share, to share this with you. When, when Greg sold the company, there was a gym downstairs at CrossFit HQ that was free and over and it was only free. It, it was a, it was a, uh, it was a prejudice gym because it was only free for old people and fat people. You were not allowed to go there unless you were old or fat. Didn't even matter if you were black. It was only for – and it had over 100 clients that went there for free. And it had two full-time world-class trainers like flow masters that rotated in and out to arguably maybe the best gym in the world. That gym is gone. That gym was shut down by Eric Rosa very quickly after uh, he took over. Such a bummer. Do, do you think CrossFit's doing anything like that right now? Do they do? Yeah, I'm afraid to ask. Do they even have a gym for like staff at, at the headquarters? The, you I have to. Be, I want to be very clear. This is not a dig at them now. They they're they're getting their bearing straight. I really like Don. We 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 made a we made a video the other day about affiliates and an affiliate commercial so that I could go pee, and I basically just sat in my garage and went off the cuff and we made an L1 commercial. And that, that video's had over 1,200 shares already. We've received over 100 DMs from affiliates saying, holy shit, mostly overseas affiliates. I wonder isn't, it we- isn't it weird that CrossFit hasn't reposted that? I don't yeah. want them to repost it, by the way. I'm more than happy with them not reposting it. We put it on YouTube, and it's already just getting crazy traction. Yeah. I wonder if when the last uh, piece of content that's been out by any of CrossFit's handles that has had that same 
amount of impact within the community, amount of shares and stuff like that. Do they not see what we're doing over here? There's like five things we're doing. Every time we post a video like that, there's five things we're doing. We're improving our brand. We're taking air out of the room. We're leveraging the community. We're becoming the leaders. Do they, do they not? Do they, do you not? Do, let me tell you what's going on over there. There's people over there, I bet, who know how valuable that is. But then there's people over there who have giant egos and they're not putting the they're, – they're not prioritizing what's important. If you work at HQ, the most important thing to you has to be the affiliates. It has to be. It has to be. It has to be. Even if you don't want it to be. It it's has your, to be. Yeah, it's your lifeblood without those. Would you like me to cut off your finger or take out your heart? And no one chooses their heart. You have to pick one. I want to also go on to say that during the time at CrossFit, and I wish I could tell you this exact number, but I don't know. But while I was at CrossFit, I guarantee you Greg gave away over 500, but it, but it might be 5,000. But he gave away over 500 one-year um, L, uh, not L1s. Uh, he did that too. But he gave away over 500 one-year memberships to affiliates at $2,000 a year. That's a million dollars. The reason why I know is because I was always with Greg and it would go like this. We would be at line at Starbucks. There would be some lady who's obese behind us or in front of us. Greg would start talking to her and be like, hey, do you want to get into one of our gyms? Find a gym near you and then email Sevon. And then she would email me or she would call me and then I would call the affiliate and I would set the affiliate up with our accounting team and they would pay for the membership. So that's that right there is a minimum of a million dollars of his own money that he pumped back in to give memberships to people at affiliates. I personally, I bet you I gave away 500 to be honest, and I bet you Greg gave away 5,000. I bet you Greg gave away $10 million of his own money in, in affiliate memberships. I bet you. Do you think any of that is going on now? Do you think any of that is going on now? Do you think there, there's anyone besides Don who can do that? It's, it's, just, it's, it's just fascinating to me. fascinating do you think greg looked at these people and was like hey that guy's a black guy he gets a free membership that guy's a native american no nope no see that they need it they could benefit your skin color never ever ever mattered your sex never mattered all you idiots out there who's still using the word gender conflating it with sex god you're, you're just you are just part of the problem stop doing that just use the right word. It's sex. <laughs> I, wonder if, I wonder if Dave could give away affiliate memberships or L1s. I used to get in trouble because I gave away so many L1s. <laughs> like you would make the promise and then you'd come back and you'd be like, hey, so I was talking to this guy where they're like, damn it, Sevon, you didn't yeah, give that away. Yeah. And you're like, they could really benefit from it. They need it. They would, they, I, I would always be accused of doing it like to show off how powerful I was. Yeah. You know that under you're just doing that to show off. Well, okay, <laughs> I, whatever the reason is. Just just just, uh, <laughs> whatever, the, whatever the reason is. Dude, I tried to get into that underserved class multiple times. To teach it? Not, not to teach it, just to observe it, just to get close. Oh. Just to, you know, I messaged, um, I talked to Pat Sherwood. I messaged Katie Hogan. I think I messaged Wes Pyatt. Uh, 
it was can't remember chick- who else I, it, I messaged. When Greg wanted to start the program, um, since I was in the office, unlike that guy, who, that caller who said I was never in the office, since I was one of the only executives in the office every day, I started the program under Greg's guidance. And when I say started, I basically called Jenny Lau, who ran our gym at the time. And I said, hey, and, and we held a meeting downstairs and Rory was involved. And, and kudos to Rory, Rory McKernan, who's over there at Mayhem now. He, um, I think he's prop, I think he's Rich's manager. But they they got it up and going. Uh, Rory knew someone who had like a local news show on Facebook in the Scotts Valley, Santa Cruz area. Mm. And he basically said, hey, fatties and old fuckers, uh, we got a free gym for you. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and the program started taking off. And then eventually um, Jenny got fired for no reason, which was a- absolutely fucking nuts. Probably one of the best trainers I'd ever, ever seen in my fucking life. Um, they, uh, she got fired and then they started rotating in L1 trainers. And that's when they had Michelle Moots and Zach Pine down there. And what was the guy's name you said from CrossFit Gilroy or whatever? Wes. Wes Pyatt. Yeah, he would yeah. be there a lot. Sure my mom would go yeah. there. And and my mom was kind of like the token fit. She was old, but she was too fit to be in the class. <laughs> but they still let her go there. My mom would go there and beat up on those fuckers. Yeah. Some of those people in that class that were like upwards of 100, 125 pounds overweight and stuff, their whole workout was listening to the whiteboard debrief, walking out to the car for the warm up, and like coming back in and like sitting yes. on the high box. Yeah. There were, there were, there were several people in there who were 400 pounds or more. Yeah. I remember watching them do their burpees. What they did is they would stand like 12 inches away from the wall and then just fall against the wall and then push themselves back up. Well, that was one of the reasons why I wanted to get in that class is you got to really see the creativity as far as like adjusting and scaling the workouts from those L1 uh, trainers. And so it was that and then just watching how they handled objections and stuff. And because, you know, the whole deal, especially for you guys, it looks like Heidi's going to go get her L1 next week. And congrats. She is? Yeah. She put it in the comments. Um, you're going to hear a theme, which is like be relentless with the people you're coaching, be relentless. So I was just wanted to be around them as they were like, still interjecting that but into a group that um you have to be dynamic in the way that you're you're being relentless and what you're being relentless with when you're giving them the material because it's such a slow roll start for them um i robert uh seven would you open ever open your own affiliate so i used to when i first started crossfit i would take i would load up the back of my pickup truck every single day and i would go to this track that was a uh you know, a a track like, and it had pull-up bars there and it had grass in the middle. And I would go there and train with my wife every single day. And slowly over time, after about a year, I probably had 10 people that would come there and work out with me every single day, just random people that I had met at the track. And at that time, I thought it would be cool to open an affiliate since then. And I've been talking to Sousa about this a lot lately. I, we're actually going to do a show here very soon on what it takes to run an affiliate and and basically by what it takes, not about any of the emotional or ethical or uh, commitment to excellence. We're going to talk about just the numbers. We're going to pull up a spreadsheet and we are going to look at all the numbers of what it takes to run an affiliate. And to be completely frank with you, that shit scares the shit out of me. And that's why I don't (laughs) think I would ever run an affiliate because I've run the numbers in on, on paper before. And if you have 200 affiliates, who pay $200 a month and you have, and you have $16,000 a month in overhead. That means it was, I think roughly, I think the numbers were is that you would have to run 
every single class yourself with no coaches and you'd only make $48,000 a year. <laughs> yeah, the numbers don't don't look great. And that scares the shit out of me. Yeah. That really uh those and and, and re- recently I Say that again, Caleb. So you'd make as much about as much as I do. There you go. I'm, I, there you, you go. I'd rather no go on your own business. Uh, own two hundred gyms. <laughs> yeah, but you get to be part of an equity experiment. You're you're doing God's work, Caleb. <laughs> I think I got it pretty good. <laughs> um, I I was going to do my L one on the third of next month, but cannot going to look for the next one. You guys, please send me DMs, um, telling me about your L one experience. I'm all I love hearing that. Be such a uh, shame if Big and Flexi went and somebody from HQ didn't chat with them at that um, at that L one. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, Corey, good morning. What's up, Corey Polito from North Carolina? My genders are. <laughs> what are your pronouns, please? Um, I don't want to mispronounce you. Get canceled. Yeah, that trigger you. Okay. <laughs> Now, I don't want to. I don't want to interrupt the L one talk, but uh, I got to get something off my chest. Please, dude. What's what's up with your hate on tattoos lately? Oh, <laughs> it's been something. I probably because I'm just too scared to get one myself. It's probably my. I, I figured prob- that's what it was. I'm probably overcompensating for Projecting. not. Yeah, I'm probably overcompensating because I want one. And so I'm too hard. Much of a pussy yeah, to get one. So really hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I I know a guy. I, I semi agree with you. I semi agree with you because I've got some jacked up tattoos for you. <laughs> Every everyone who has a tattoo has a like a multiple tattoos has a jacked up tattoo story. Yeah, oh, yeah. like I, I like what I have now, but it took you know, close to fifteen years and some shitty tattoos to get to where I am right now. I've got like thirty. Someone was saying two hundred hours under the needle. Yeah, I think I've got like close to thirty hours under the needle. You can't really see any of them except for a little bit on my chest. But I mean, I've got like the wrong dates tattooed on me that I had to fix. Um, (laughs) uh, uh, My my dad and I, our first tattoo at 18, my dad said, let's get matching tattoos. And I got like a true fucking Mexican. I got my name blasted across the back of my name, like a soccer jersey. Hey, see, I approve of that. I approve of that. I approve of that. Like the way you said that, like a true Mexican, like I approve of that. You got yeah, it in that gangster. My, you got it in that gangster goth writing. The old English. Yeah. Yeah, old English. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm cool with that. And my 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 dad comes out of the room and he didn't get it. We were supposed to get matching tattoos, and he was like, "Oh, I decided not to get it. I, I got something on my arm instead." And I'm like, "What the fuck? This the is a, a yeah." And so I waited another six years, and then I got my nephew's birthday tattooed on my ribs. And I showed it to my sister, and her first response was, "Is this a fucking joke?" And I was like, "What?" And she said, "That's that's not his birthday." Wow, wow. Yeah, and so so I, I sat another six years without getting tattoos until I finally got them all. I know which ones I'll get. I know which ones I'll get if I get them. I've already decided. I would get uh, my wife um, naked on my forearm <laughs> say this in black and white, like with her hands behind her head, like with her legs like a pinup crossed. Girl. Yeah, like a pinup yeah. girl. Which is big old titties, and then, I, and I would do that in black and white. I would get um, uh, you know Popeye when he would f- eat the spinach and flex his muscle, he would have the tank yeah. there, and then another uh-huh. tank came out of the turret, and another tank came out. I would do that on the bicep, 
And then on my chest, I would do the pi- a huge pirate ship shooting cannons with skeletons on the deck with swords, like the old Sinbad claymation movies from the uh, 60s. Oh, profile the view of the ship? Or huge, front, huge. Front view of the ship or profile? Front view? Pro- profile. Front view, just the cannons shooting at you with yeah. – uh, yeah, that. I'd get that. Yeah. Yep. He's, he's not big enough to get the profile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So those are those are my um those are my uh and, and maybe maybe on the maybe on my penis your your mom was here. Maybe. Oh, All if, right. if I get right on the shaft. Yeah. yeah. Right on yeah, right down the shaft. Or like on a tramp stamp that says exit only. <laughs> uh, no, no, not that. But I appreciate the thought of that. I appreciate the. Uh, okay. Uh, there's this. This is a. Yeah. Uh, this is a little. This is getting a little close to. Don't lie, Sevon. You get shirtless, Rich Froning. There's. I don't know. <laughs> not, not opposed. Not a bad idea. Right, just, not opposed. Just, just had to speak my truth. Get the calls rolling in. Okay. Thank you, Corey. <laughs> Thanks, Corey. Thanks for right, un- unfucking me. Okay. All right. Uh, Sevon, you should get a tad of a rainbow rainbow flag. Hmm. I don't know. Sometimes color doesn't look that great on tattoos. Um, you were talking about people who never did CrossFit before their level one without doing CrossFit. That was me. I love the course, but definitely missed absorbing some stuff because I was worried about the test. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I The test really is not important. Um, the test is really not important, but that's amazing, Mike, that you took it without doing CrossFit. Uh, I don't recommend doing it that way, but all the gyms were closed when I got mine. I recommend doing it that way. No, I don't like the butthole stuff. <laughs> not, not not so much. Not so much. Anyway, that was my whole thing. It's just oh, it's so it's so it's so weird to reflect back on how much the millions of dollars worth of money he gave for so people but basically it would work like this too he would he would see someone he'd be like you can sign up for a gym for three months for free and i'll pay for it and then he would tell Haley, my wife or or he would tell me hey if after three months they like it extended another nine months and uh, they always did of course they always did they ended up and, and and just imagine how many of those he gave away it, thousands i bet And none of those people did any research. What made me also think about this is we're having a guy named uh, Xavier DeRosa on tomorrow. And uh, was he a member at your gym, Susan? Yeah, yeah. He's exp- – man, he's a go-getter. That yeah. that dude can fucking talk. I yeah. watched a bunch of his videos last night. His fucking shit is tight. He, he knows what he's talking about. He is. He's real sharp. And actually, that's why he said was a member because he got so much opportunity through like PragerU and stuff now that he's just – try. I don't know if you – how closely you fall, but sometimes he'll post up like his travel schedule and stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, and that, that was his goal. Like as he was working through it, I still remember I I told him when he got like his first, like 5,000 followers or something, I was like, Hey, don't forget who your number one fan was. I would always talk to him about his content and stuff at the gym and things like that. And he, yeah, he blew up rightfully. So, I mean, he talks really well. He's articulate. He's sharp and he's dynamic in his background of how he got to where he's at. It's going to be an interesting story. I, this is going to be a really bold statement, but I was thinking as I was watching his videos last night that it's never been more relevant to be melanated than any point in time since slavery. Because 
in, in the irony here is this goes against everything I was saying, but this is actually the time to actually judge people by the color of their skin based on the ones who have black skin who are now speaking up. Because what they are doing is they're, they're, they're basically set – they are making the attempt at setting the white man free from the cage of insisting that racism exists or that they're racist. They're it's it's so fucking brave what they're fucking doing. It was the same thing that I would have loved someone uh, in the you know in the type two diabetes or obese community to speak up during COVID, or someone from the elderly to speak up during COVID. And by the parallel I'm drawing there is is they can they can say things that white people are just terrified to say. And I'm not justifying that they should be terrified. They should speak up. I just did a post last night. Like I, I wonder. I think half my friends are racists who parade around is not racist and the other half are cowards that's I, like those are the two categories i could put like the vast majority of my friends into so it's it's such a trip it's so weird when to have people come on my show and i've had a private i've had a hundred private conversations about them about their opinions about covid and racism and then on this show they're pointing they can't even they stay away from it like the plague because they're so scared not everybody's a salmon. And then the other people, like my friend Bethany, she's she's parading around as someone who wants to protect women, but really just builds bars for them. Stay in your cage. Attention-seeking populist. Attention yeah, populist. yeah that, that's a great phrase. Anyway. Right. Some voices are more powerful and influential and impactful over, over others in certain times. Yeah, it's so it's so good to hear this guy. It's like it's so good to hear this guy, uh, Xavier Derosa, speak. And the, his age group and stuff like that too. He's at a time where like it doesn't it doesn't make him popular. I'll tell you that they're racist in this sense. They're racist in this sense. He just calls friends racist. Yeah, I, I did. They're racist in this sense. They're the one, and I've used this this analogy a thousand times. But they're the ones who are out riding with the uh, the, the the posse, the fifty guys on horses, looking for the killer. But they are the killer, and so no one's looking inside the posse. That's what the woke crowd is. They're the racist, sexist, homophobes. They're the transphobic, but yet they ride with the posse that's supposed to be hunting them. Day sixty three, almost done. Almost done with what? Uh, I think they're saying they're 75 doing... hard. Yeah. Oh, 75. awesome. Congratulations. I almost said 73 hard. I'm glad you jumped in there, Caleb. I was 73 hard. I think it's like a 16 hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, of, of course. Yeah. They're, they're such ding dongs. Lane Norton and Steffi Cohen. What it is, is they, they lack, uh, they're probably, Ins- I don't know this for sure, but they're probably insane narcissists and can't put that what they're saying in perspective. A little bit of heroin is okay that they say to the crowd that's just addicted to heroin. Mm-hmm. That's not what you tell the crowd that's addicted to heroin. Yeah, but if know, you tell know them your that, audience, then you're, then you're liked. You're liked. You don't. You don't oh, know your side. Right. You don't. You know. You could like. You could still lead the pack, but you could do it in a way that's so soft you don't actually have a a true opinion. Andrew Hiller was talking about, um, I think he got it from Lucas Parker, but about be careful from getting your programming from someone who's juiced up because their programming will be all skewed and it won't work for someone who's not juiced up. Interesting. 
And the, don't worry, Hiller's programming works. <laughs> Have you been doing it? No, I've just seen uh, a lot of people. Doing it. <laughs> oh. Get out of here! <laughs> he was paid to say that. Um, <laughs> but uh, the 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 same thing is true with like I, I'm not basing my sugar intake on um on how much sugar Scott Panchik eats. Like a my lot body, of people like, do. Yeah, I'm not. That's not a dig at Scott. He's just on. That's a compliment to Scott. He's on a whole nother. I'm not. I'm not basing my sugar intake based on uh, what Matt Matt Fraser does. Speaking of which, Matt Fraser, I think Matt Fraser was one of the few athletes who never posted anything stupid. I don't ever remember him uh, posting any of that "I'm out" shit. Because he just posts a picture of himself working out and doesn't add a caption, just like all the rest of his athletes. He he said something in the um, uh, one of the documentaries that came out about the games, and uh, <clears throat> and I think he was on the bus, like driving back to the ranch or something when they were busting him around for the twenty twenty games. And he goes, yeah. And he said something to Noah, I think. And he goes, oh yeah, aren't you, aren't you protesting this? And he goes, these, <laughs> and he goes, these people think they are protesting. He goes, if you really wanted to protest, you wouldn't have said anything. Then at the three, two, one, go, everybody just would have stood there and then refused to compete. He goes, that's how you protest. You don't just post something online. And he was kind of like, like giving a dig at Noah about it. You have to watch. I'm sure somebody knows it better than I do. But essentially, that that was it. And I remember thinking like. Kind of like Frazier a little more now. Yeah, the world, the World Cups, the, the World <laughs> Cup has been the same exact thing. Those guys, those guys are tools. Yeah, and he also called them out on the fact of the virtue signaling. He was like, "You're just posting it online. That's not doing shit." Because if you really want to change a protest, you would have done this. And it was like, "Wow, yeah, you're right. That would have made an impact. What they're doing isn't making a single impact." You're not going to say I'm out to 300k. Oh, you mean the fact that he he won? I but I honestly, I honestly think that. I suspect that uh, Matt thinks more like I do than I, I, I suspect that Matt is very logical that he, un, that he understands that those people, that woke crew is demanding to see things in the world that not one are not only not there, but also by continuously saying, talking about them, you're, you're creating the reality. Yeah. I wonder if every day that was the craziest thing that Xavier Rosa said. He said that he was so, because he was a liberal, he was so swept away by the media that he actually thought that cops were a danger to him, even though he had no, all the metrics said that cops weren't a danger to him. And it wasn't until he looked at the numbers that he was like, wait a second, this is all a lie. Yeah. Wait till you, I'm sure uh, as you come through and as you're doing your, you probably already seen it, but he was straight up like inside the BLM riots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, full BLM like, like guy. Like leading yes. it with a sign yes. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's real. You, he'll tell his story, but it, it's definitely really interesting how the whole thing uh, unfolded. Hey, you think during that time when those athletes were saying, I'm out, um, Sevon was like, every, I mean, Sevon, uh, Matt was like, every time someone said it, he's like, oh, cool. I don't got to compete against this person. Oh, this person's <laughs> out. Just got a little bit easier. I mean, I, yeah. We were making a I joke. hope he was. We were making a joke here that if so many people drop out, they'll eventually go down the list of the open and they'll be like, okay, Matt Souza, number 13,536, you're up. <laughs> Everybody else dropped. Um, since you're not doing the 100-pound uh, dumbbell, I am doing the 100-pound dumbbell. Matter of fact, I just got my 70-pound dumbbell and I did 30 reps with it the other day and now I got something wrong with my arm right in here. It's all <laughs> fucked up. Golfers it's so cool. No. Yeah, something got something. Yeah, what I do, pull it. 
just old. So, something, something here, uh, something here is not good. And when I pick my kids up, it hurt like that. Hurts to close my arm like that. Now something in here got, but I'm probably overuse up. injury. I, but I don't much. even. I, I only do dumbbell snatches once a week. I'm pretty sure I can do the hundred pound now, but I just want to work up to it. I think the the hardest part is going to be that overhead position and holding it for a second. But so I'm just ordering the dumbbells. I'm probably, I I hope I'm six months away from getting the hundred pound, but that 70 pound one fucking took me for a ride. I think it was when I was lowering it because on the lower, I was, I was trying to get the eccentric movement to get stronger. And I think something happened in there. Mm. It didn't hurt while I was doing it, but ever since that day I did it, something in there is not, not good. I'm old too. You have to remember. <laughs> I didn't fall roller skating. Roller skated for over an hour and a half. Yeah, you were cruising. Yeah, I was chilling. Yeah, you're good. I'm fucking athlete. <laughs> Don't you do that thing like this and it will help with the... This? Yeah. <clears throat> what, take elbow. a towel and twist it? No, they make, a, they make like a rubber thing that's like it's supposed to be for like tennis elbow and golfer's elbow. Oh, okay. rotate it and just helps you. You could also do really lightweight, like uh, eccentric movement with it, like pinched up against a bench and like slowly lower it, super lightweight, and then just hold it out extended, then pick your weight up and pick it back and just do the eccentric movement, help it get like more blood flow, especially as you warm up if you're going to lift with it again. And then stay away from any of your like rope climbs or like free hanging stuff for a little bit. Yeah. You know, I, I don't just do take rope like a bunch of rubber bands. Go ahead. Just take a bunch of rubber bands and then just doing like these. Oh, yeah. Like put them on your finger. I literally, when I, I get the same issue in my elbows, I'll just sit at my desk and just do these for fucking hours. Uh, twenty. Th- I think I do do 22 push-ups a day. Tell me what that does to bring awareness to veteran suicide, Victor. I think I do do. Don't yeah. spoil it, Caleb. <laughs> it's such a fucking crock of shit. I can't stand it. <laughs> Um, yeah, 70 pounds is heavy. Well, that's the weird part too. It's so fucking heavy that when I grab it too, Bruce, I don't think it's going to go overhead ever, but it does, but I don't ever think it. And I haven't in those 30 that I did the other day, uh, I didn't catch any of them in a full snatch. Like all of my caught like here and then mm. had to push it out by the end. I was getting closer. Oh, that thing. Okay. There it is. Oh yeah. Someone gave that to my wife. My buddy Donovan gave one of those to my wife. I'm like, hey, dude, don't give one of those to my wife ever. <laughs> <laughs> we're going we're gonna to have to have a talk here. So just be yeah, like, bringing that on, shit bro. out the house. But yeah, that's it. You just go through different like warm-ups and stuff with it and help with it. Tendonitis. Jessica Pearson, I'm free of sugar today, thankfully. Awesome. Great job, Jessica. Today's my fasting day. It's all downhill from here. Um. Okay. Uh, shall we start in, um, trying to think, uh, we just can, let's start at, um, let's start at 124. The irony is that, uh, psychiatry is also not a hard science. Psychiatry. What number? Sorry. Uh, 124. Did you get the whole list? Did the whole list come? It should go all the way to, to, uh, 271. Yeah. For whatever reason, I think. Because the list is so long. Yeah. <laughs> it, it stops. It right? it yeah. It, it just cuts it off in the email. So I have to open up a second um, window. But it, mine, I got it mine started off, uh, stopped at uh, 152.5. Today? 
today. Point yeah. Five. The new point five. <laughs> uh, 124. That, okay. Uh, action. I don't even know what this is. Transgenderism from a psychiatric standpoint. First, let's define the terms sex and gender. Yes, please. Sex oh. is biology. Okay. Sex is unchanging. It's okay. based on chromosomes. 99.999% okay. of the cells in the body are marked either male or female. Gender, on the other hand, is a perception. It's a feeling. It's a way of identifying. It's, a, it's an experience. That's subjective. It sounds like what you're saying is that if a man is male, but Can we pause? thinks of himself as a woman, he's... That also means it's imaginary. So people know that's your imagination. That's that's tantamount to your imagination. Your gender is your imagination. I know. I know. I'm preaching to the choir. Okay. Not actually a woman. That's correct. What is transgenderism? So if I think I, it's the same as thinking that you're a dragon, but you're not actually a dragon, because it's just your imagination. You don't have any dragon chromosomes. That's what gender is. Stop fucking using that word. <laughs> people, people, pe n normal people don't even have genders. No one's sitting. I, I think a, hel a, a healthy person isn't sitting around. I never sit around and think, what am I going to do today to let the world know that I'm a man? It's fucking what? It's, it's, it's nuts. Um. <sighs> until someone points that out and then, and then, and then maybe you start, you start doing it, but, um, okay. No, uh, 127 doctors don't know shit about nutrition. Remember they are the pawns of the pharmaceutical companies. I wonder, I wonder if this has been pulled down. What do you know? You're not a doctor. Here we go. Here we go. The freaking gas station in the cafeteria at university of Arizona medical school. Look at this soda. What is this, 7-Eleven? All this junk food over here. More Skittles. Seed oils. Uh, pause. You can finger. I think so. in some countries, Skittles are outlawed. Yeah, definitely some colors of them for sure. Yeah, I think, like I think Skittles diet. are outlawed in some countries because they're, 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 um, whatever they have in them is not a food product. Red 5 or something like that? I think yeah, that's it. it. Yeah. It's not considered food. Fuck, fucking nuts. So this is Dr. Um, uh, pa uh, Palladino. I'm saying Saladino. Saladino, Dr. Saladino. Yeah. He's been on the show Saladino. a couple of times. He, this is in the University of Arizona um, Medical School's uh, cafeteria. It's crazy. That, that's it's crazy. That's like every university. I guarantee it. Yeah, every state school is going to look exactly like that. Yeah, dude. Even inside the hospitals look like that. Oh, chicken sure. fingers, like French fries. Yeah, the hospitals I work at it looks yeah. exactly like that. Yep. Not this one. We don't get shit over here. <laughs> you just get frozen green beans. That's cool. Chicken tenders reheated from a week ago. Isn't that crazy though? Like, to actually stop and think about that, and then go to the the question I always bring up: It's like who who benefits from that? I mean, obviously those companies, but who and else? pharma and pharma, yeah, and the health and the health industries, the health insurance companies. Anybody who has you in the rotation of being in the hospital, taking your meds, regular checkups, and that revolving door benefits from this. The people who do not are the people, the people seeking, you know, some sort of solution to their ailments.
All right, let's keep going. Let's hear more from Dr. Saladino. Chicken fingers, french fries, but they're cooked in tallow. No, those are all cooked in seed oils. What the heck? This is how we feed our doctors and patients? Are you kidding me? Look at this over here. Look, everyone White has bread, masks on. Tortillas, <laughs> what hospital cafeteria would be complete without donuts? Yogurt covered pretzels, more seed oils, seed oil laden grains. Oh, but it's cool. We got some gummy worms, Monster Energy, Dr. Pepper, Diet Coke, Coke. What? More seed oils in case you missed them on the way in. The University of Arizona Hospital cafeteria. This looks like a gas station convenience store. Maybe a gas station convenience store would even be better than this. This is how we feed patients and doctors. Does anybody think about food here at all? It drives me crazy. It should drive you crazy. He looks crazy. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. It is zombie land. It is straight zombie land. It is straight zombie land. We are in it. We are surrounded by um we're surrounded by zombies. Um 128. Fathers are amazing. What if I could get through 30 today? <laughs> we better go. 30. What? I just won't say anything. We'll just hammer them out. No, say stuff, say stuff. 128. Oh, shit. Damn. <laughs> that was good. Crazy, right? Yeah. Oh shit! Say just saved a kid's life, saved another kid's life. <laughs> that would have been fun. That was a bad idea to begin with, right there. Oh, for sure. Oh my goodness! Oh. Holy shit! That was a stranger at TSA. Did you see that? Yeah. Oh my god, kid falling off a balcony. What a snag. Hey dude, that's like top that's like world class coaching some of that too. The way the dads grab the kids, they know exactly where to grab them, how to grab them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Dope. Amazing. I'm sure there's one like that for mothers too. No one get all weird. Mothers are great too. They saved they have, their videos three times as long. We don't have enough time to show how great mothers are on the show. No one we haven't get all seen it yet. Fucking weird on me. Uh, and no, guys, it's the fucking it's my computer here. It's not the shelves. Okay, shelves are fucking straight. They're really loose. <laughs> yeah, I know. I saw it because this desk is like a little off. I noticed that too, and I was like, how many people are gonna comment on that? They're straight. Uh, one twenty nine. Satan talk is tard talk. Uh oh, this is this one could get me in trouble with the listeners. I don't even know what this is, but this seems like it's against the popular belief here. Oh, I watched Hiller's videos. Uh, Candace Owen rips into Kim Kardashian and Kris Jenner over sex tape drama. Kim Kardashian is a prostitute, and her mother is a pimp. She's a corpse, a body without a soul. Ouch! Saying that about my fellow Armenian, not nice. Let's hear. 
not nice. There are, are really no words that can adequately describe how positively disgusted I am by this story and what this signifies for the in terms of the world that we are in today. What this really means that a mother sat down and decided to sell her daughter's body for fame and money, and she was successful, right? But there are two two things here that we need to remember. Not only did she do it, not only should we be completely disgusted by the idea that a mother, I just had a daughter, that a mother would sit down and watch various tapes of her daughter having sex with a boyfriend out of wedlock, and then say, let's sell this tape, This is the best one. You look the best in this tape. This will make you the most famous. Not only is that disgusting, but then that her plan worked. Kim Kardashian is a billionaire today. And she's, by the way, still selling sex. I I now hold the opinion that Kim Kardashian is a prostitute. And I'm not going to edit this opinion. Kim Kardashian is a prostitute. Her mother is a pimp. (laughs) God. Why are you so mad, Candace? Why are you so mad? I know. I don't agree. I don't agree with that. That show I, business, baby. <laughs> I don't agree with that. I, 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 I don't know. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. But, but, but it's a pretty strong. It's pretty, pretty strong opinion. I think she might be conflating um, pornographer with prostitute. With opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're Armenian. The Kardashians are Armenian. Uh, okay, uh, one thirty. Uh, Martha's Vineyard. Oh God, these are so old. I'm so sorry. I think this is going to be the <laughs> when the DeSantis dropped off the uh, border crossers back in like September. <laughs> Here we go. Um, oh, Martha Vineyard's response to 50 illegals being sent to them was to declare a humanitarian emergency, activate 125 National Guard soldiers, sorry, Caleb, and shipping them out of their town in less than 24 hours. You literally can't make this up. I know. Meanwhile, on Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> that was during that wasn't at Martha's Vineyard, right? That was just during the riots and people had guns. Yeah. Yeah. We respect women. We value black lives. We stand with our LGBTQ community members. We stand with immigrants, with refugees and indigenous people and with people of all faiths. We stand with our community. No, you don't. All are welcome here. It's so fucking hilarious. Yeah. All are welcome. Hate has no business here. Why didn't you give them all jobs then? (laughs) That was quick. Buses arrive at Martha's Vineyard and deport illegals off the island. At least the bus says, have a nice day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Caleb is an airman, not a soldier. Is that true? Yes. If we're going to get technical. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Candace does go hard in in, in the paint. Yeah. Cool icon, Scott. Um, okay. Uh, Corey, uh, Candace sounds like Sevon with tattoos. She's jealous. There's, <laughs> there's probably is a tinge, tinge of that. Um, a tinge of that. Okay. Martha's Vineyard. Tinge. On. Uh, one thirty-one. uh, scientists from, from the ever corrupt and completely destroyed national public radio. So sad. 
Scientists debate how lethal COVID is. Some say it's now less risky than the flu. Scientists. <laughs> Let me scroll down. I don't even remember this. This is from – this is – so a COVID-19 became uh, no more dangerous than the flu for most people. That's a question scientists are debating as the country heads into a third pandemic winter. Earlier in the pandemic, COVID was estimated to be 10 times more lethal than the flu, fueling many people's fears. How would we know since, since flu deaths just vanished during the COVID years? How would we even know? Yeah. <laughs> Gandhi and other researchers argue that most people today have enough immunity gained from vaccination, infection, or both to protect them against serious ill from COVID. So you see what an idiot is. People from the vaccine don't have any immunity from from COVID. You did not. You did not get immunity. What a joke! You got something. What a joke. I'm sorry, I just disagree with Dr. Anthony Fauci, the White House medical advisor and the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease. The severity of one compared to the other is really quite stark, and the potential to kill of one virus versus the other is really quite stark. Well, which, which side do you jump on? <laughs> I, when I heard Xavier say in that video that I watched yesterday, Xavier, Xavier DeRosa, I realized that like – he was convinced he was taught by the media that cops were bad and he feared for his life. And that in COVID is the exact same way. They just trick so many people. Hey, you know, you talk about, people. don't feel bad if you're black because it happens to white people too. Don't feel bad if you're white. Cause it happens to black people too. You know, you say we're antennas. Yeah. And we're open to those frequencies. I wonder if it's just one of those like self-fulfilling prophecies. So like you see it on the media, you believe it, you perpetuate it. And then when there is an interaction with the, with law enforcement officer, you already have it in your head. So you have like your guard up or this like attitude about it. You're on this defensive and then it just fulfills its own prophecy all because it started by you having your antenna up towards feeling that way. Like cops are corruptive or they're going to target you or something else. So then you like, it comes into it. It comes in 99 percent of the videos i've seen where cops are doing something um bad i put that in quotes i would have never treated a cop or anyone that way and that and that i expect that if i did treat someone that way that they would that it would start escalating the situation i don't go to the toyota dealership and they tell me my car is going to be ready at three and i get there at three and it's not ready and be like what the fuck i, I don't do that i don't argue with reality there's there's nothing there for anyone if i do that I'm just showing how retarded I am. At most, I might say, oh, okay. And, and I might think out loud, um, I needed to be at my kid's tennis game at 3.30. Um, do you guys have a driver or a rental car I could get? Do you, guys do, do you guys comp rental cars or anything? And yet people pull cop, cops pull people over. They're there to protect you. You don't have that mindset and they pull you over and you immediately just start fucking laying into them. Mm-hmm. I told that story the other day about my friend who got pulled over and the cop said, Hey, um, you, you ran that stop sign. And he said to the cop, with all due respect, uh, sir, that, that stop sign identifies as a yield sign. <laughs> the cop said, all right, make sure you stop in the future. <laughs> well, the thing is too, is like, even if you get an asshole cop, I mean, you've probably had enough run-ins with the police have on to where you, you definitely know that exists. And there's certain yeah. people that are out yeah. there that they don't give a shit. They're the authority. You know, they yeah. got, they got, picked on in high school and now they're fucking you up. Right. Yeah. But well, even with that being said, acting, decent, I've talked my way out of a dozen DUIs by being it, nice. 
and being act being uh being respectful and decent and just yes. not making their life easy even if you get that asshole cop that's like looking for trouble you kind of stop them in the tracks at a certain point you may end up getting booked in that night or whatever the case may be but even if you still just act civil and respectful that process is going to be so much smoother and then yeah. people forget that you don't fight these things out in the street you do it in, in a court in a courtroom right. And so right. too many people are trying to defend themselves or take action or think that they're, and it's like, that's not how that works. You got to go through the process and then you'll have your day in court. If you and the, are and respectful, just people. Yeah. Yeah. They might not even show up. They might go, you know what? I remember Sev on that day. I was having a bad day and I was just going to fuck that dude up. And then I don't really want to have to deal with the open container on the street ticket. Now I'm just not going to show up to court. And then your case gets dismissed. I've had a, over a hundred tickets. I've had the dumbest shit happen to me. Don't get me wrong. I've had cops give me tickets for the dumb, absolute dumbest shit. I've been yeah. to jail four times. Uh, it, none of none of them were warranted. Yeah, I never Maybe. hurt another human being. I never like. The only one was warranted. I was doing sixty-five and a twenty-five, and I jumped over an intersection. <laughs> oh my god! That was the only time that like I I. Because you know how intersections they have those dips like right before they go over. I let a lot of people go because they're nice to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like being respectful and stuff like that. I had a buddy of mine that, that got a DUI and we were like drive, we were all in the car and we get pulled over and it wasn't, it wasn't a case where, well, every DUI is dangerous, but it was one of those just like, you know, he was driving and we got pulled over because it was a car full of, you know, young kids driving down residentials. And, uh, and the cop even comes over and he's like, he's like, Hey guys, okay. Your buddy is going in here, but you know what? You guys were super respectful. He was really nice. We're going to have you park this car up the street so we don't have to tow it. It'll sit on a public street. We do have to book him in, but he'll be out within a certain amount of hours. So if any of you guys you know, could let somebody know, you could get him out within a few hours. And still got the DUI, still got processed through and everything, but the, pro the whole entire process of it was so much smoother and so much smoother for him because he didn't have to pay to get his car out and impound it and all that other stuff. Simply because he was so much better, respectful. Yeah, so much like, better. You saved him a thousand bucks. He was like, "Fuck, dude, you guys got me." Okay, yeah, I probably shouldn't have been drinking. They're like, "Okay, well, now you're off to jail." <laughs> but at least it was a smooth experience. Oh, this is just a lot. Wow, this is a good line. I wrote this. I don't know. Um, uh, fake tits make guys horny. Fake masks <laughs> scare people. So if you don't understand, if you don't understand how masks work, that's fucking what a great illustration. There's women out there who have had um, some sort of synthetic material. I don't know what it is pumped into their chests that makes their shirt stick out further. And when men's in there, it's a pocket, a pocket. Po wait, how you tell me how like is it put pocket, it? It's a pocket of fluid and then it just gets inserted underneath the muscle with an incision anyway and but okay I, i'm happy that and yet and and we know it's they're not real boobs but it still arouses us right like when i see the girl at the roller skate ring and her shirt's pushed out i, I noticed her or yeah, i try not did. or i or i pretend not to i try to act like like a healthy like dad and i try not to or like those shirts those shirts <laughs> like where it's like a girl sunglasses. it's like a girl's half shirt and it's and, and she's got boobs and it's like hanging down and there's like six it's six inches away from her tummy and you're like fuck if I was two two feet tall I could just look up there. <laughs> yeah, those. So, 
So those those arouse you, and yet all men, all men. There's the, I'm, and I hate to say this all. My wife hates it when I do this, but it's all men are aroused by that. Even if you just put socks under their shirt, I guarantee you, if you took a room, if you stood a woman up in a room in front of fifty men, and you saw that she didn't have, she was like an A cup, and then you were to put water balloons underneath there, and you had little metrics hooked up to the guy's penises, the whole ver- even though they all they saw you do it, there would be movement in all these guys' pants, especially if she went like this a little bit. I guarantee it. It's just it's what's the way we're wired. We don't, we don't even, do you guys want to push back on that at all? I can't. No, I want to. <laughs> Caleb, would you like to push back on that at all? I think it's beautiful. Whatever you want to do with your body. <laughs> I think it's beautiful. Whatever you want to do with your body too. have not. Nice <laughs> My point is, is masks work, masks work the exact same way. Every time you see someone with a mask, even a genius enlightened soul like myself, I'm being programmed that there's something to be afraid of. They work exactly the same way. It's in the reptilian brain, deep down. Damn. Yeah, you, you don't even have to be. That's what, but you don't have to even be a, a, a boob guy. I mean, it, I, 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 I like all the boobs. I've never like, like the ones that go off to the side and the ones that go down. And I like the droopy ones and I like the big ones and I like the fake. I like them all too. I, I just the droopy ones just like just can't. No, nah, I love the droopy ones. Nope. Dro- Someone's going to clip that, Caleb. You're up in the firing squad now. Droopier the better. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Droopier the better. I just, he uh, likes to put him over his shoulder. They, e- e- every angle. <laughs> plastic or nah? Just, so far, only the women have voted. Okay, and you and you and, and you and you have and you have to know you have to know that um you have to know masks work exactly the same way. I'm one thousand percent a boob guy. Yeah, they all have boobs. All girls have boobs. That's why if you're a boob guy, when you're a boob guy, it doesn't mean you like big boobs. It means you like all boobs. Does it? I think this means particular big boobs. You can be a boob guy and like specific boobs. Uh, Sevon likes the ones that he can tie in a knot. <laughs> oh, Jeez, right. oh, you right. guys! Let's not, be, let's not be crass. <laughs> okay, but 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 it, but it's, it perfectly illustrates how masks, um, how they affect people. That's why I think that, that that's why I see all those people who wear them as just accomplices. All that stuff, just accomplices everywhere. Yeah, it's triggering the same thing, which is the reptilian brain. So there's something to be afraid of here be afraid or in the case that you made these boobs got larger now you're into them yeah well, like you even though them, you notice them you notice them yeah even though the whole thing could be put in front of you as like hey this is all this is all fake this is make-believe and we're like oh okay but i still all have boobs. the feeling yeah all boobs matter <laughs> get your fake boobs out as the neck is a new trend be be afraid. Uh, one one thirty two. Uh, the Dems hate melanated people. I need to, I need to start posting more on Twitter. I just don't know what to post. Yeah, right. Like the little. I like a good hip too. I like a good hip too. I'm a hip guy. I love a good hip. <laughs> yeah, any contrast in the body looks good on men and women. Oh, geez, this is fucking nuts. 
I remember this. This is absolutely nuts. This is how they're basically saying that if you say donuts are bad, that you're racist. This is what? This is how Democrats think. This is this is our president of the United States Party. You're trying to help someone so that they don't die of type 2 diabetes, but you're racist because you're not being sympathetic to their culture that needs to eat donuts. Good versus bad. By the way, mm. cucumbers are an amazing snack for kids. Persian cucumbers. Give them to my kids all the time since they've been babies, since before they had teeth. Let them like used to teeth on a Persian cucumber. Okay, go ahead. I got us donuts. Those are so bad for you. Oh, no. Are they moldy? I mean, no. are they poisons? Are you allergic? No, I'm just saying. Mm. You're judging my food choices based on a false standard of health again, aren't you? Guilty. False. Diet culture, fat phobia, and systems of oppression have created false hierarchies of food, and it shows up everywhere. For instance, harmful thought patterns like earning food through exercising, or that dessert is the reward for the punishment of eating vegetables. Remember, pause, pause, pause. Need to earn food. Let's say that was true. Let's say that was true. That it's a bad habit to exercise um, and, and then earn food. It's better than it, it's a thousand percent better than not exercising and eating that food. At least then you acknowledge that that food is bad for you. She said, is it poisonous? Yeah, it's fucking poisonous. Donuts are poisonous. Okay, action. Remember that you do not need to earn food. We are all incorrectly taught from a young age that our size and therefore the foods that we eat are markers of our self-worth. Okay, pause. Food what the um, fuck? Corey, how do you feel about nose rings? What do you think about those? <laughs> Put it punching a fucking hole in your fucking oxygen intake. It's, my it's, clip on. That is fucking nuts. Did you not think about that before you punched a hole in your fucking oxygen intake? Call her high. Hey, how's it going? That's the video I sent you a little while ago with the uh, the black nutritionist. And if you follow what she does, she's the uh, that's right food scientist for a company that is basically a snack company. That yes. their umbrella is Oreo, Lay's chips, yes. all these little snack you, companies. You thank you for say. calling. Yes, you don't say. <laughs> yes, you're right. Thank yeah. you. I, I would have forgot to say that. I, I don't have that in my notes. That lady, because I, I remember after you said that, I looked her up. I Googled her name. That lady fucking works right. for Oreo cookies. <laughs> telling black people and white people that if you say that eating Oreos is bad, you're fucking racist. Exactly. Speaking of boobs, those are some incredible boobs right there. No. Yes. <laughs> those are amazing. Those are some nice... Uh, National Geographic uh, boobies. Those are I love those boobs, and I love that color of her top. I like everything about that girl, except that nose ring just screams mental illness. Okay, <laughs> among other things too. Okay, thank you for calling. That's a great point. That scientist works for Oreo. No I'm going to go throw down. But, but dude, he's a, down now. But, okay. One more thing, but but listen, she's a scientist, right? So we must we must acknowledge her as a scientist, an authority. Right, and Ronald McDonald is a clown. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Well said. Thank you. Me and you would get along great. Oh, shit. And the Burger King is a king. Yes. Yes. Wow. You're on a roll. All right. Thank okay. you. Bye. A third one. Chick-fil-A is a cow. <laughs> <laughs>
lead to harmful relationships with food and disordered eating. Instead of focusing on good and bad choices, try to approach food with neutrality in mind. The only foods that are bad for you are foods that contain allergens, poisons, and contaminants, or food that is spoiled or is otherwise inedible. Eat without guilt, regardless of what society says. What the fuck was that? So going back to originally what I was saying, so there it is right there. Those are people parading around with a message that's supposed to be against racism. And they're, that, that, is, that right there is systemic racism right there. That it, they're basically brainwashing people, but right to their face. They're saying you shouldn't eat things that are poisonous, and yet they're peddling things that are poisonous. Donuts are poisonous. Potato chips are poisonous. And none of their stuff that they were saying was actually backed by anything other than, than their word. Yeah, and they're it leveraging like- this thing called racism to get you to eat bad shit. It, it's fucking a tragedy. Those are the fucking people. Those are the bad people right there with that message. And then they hide behind their skin color. How come there were no white people saying that? Meanwhile, that chick's making $300,000 a year from Oreo. It's fucking nuts. So sad. Okay. Really didn't think her she had nice boobs, Caleb? No, because she's fucking overweight. I, I think they were I once heard this thing that was like... Uh, they were fantastic. Like... Like you can't – if you're overweight, you by default uh, have boobs just like abs don't count on a skinny guy. Literally. <laughs> Someone actually told that to me once. <laughs> like, yeah, you have abs, but it doesn't count. No, it counts. <laughs> boobs on a fat girl count. I refuse. I refuse. It's like fair enough. Uh, okay. Uh, 137, uh, Navy SEAL vaccine. Oh, we got to do 141, the Panty Deal website. A U.S. Navy quietly cancels vaccine requirement order for SEALs. U.S. Navy quietly rolled back Trident Order Number 12, an order denying religious exemption for COVID vaccinations a few months after uh, an injunction was issued by the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals in early 2022 as part of an ongoing lawsuit brought by First Liberty Institute. The suit was initiated on behalf of 35 active duty SEALs and three reservists seeking exemptions to the mandate due to the possibility of COVID vaccines being developed using cells and tissues from aborted fetuses. So they got religious exemptions. Yeah, and then they just canceled the requirement actually. (laughs) I just saw that um, this company uh, called Pure Later Per later, per later, they have 13,000 employees in Canada and they, um, I think that they're like our, our UPS, they basically deliver packages in Canada. They just, um, started firing all the employees that aren't up to date on their vaccines. I saw that. Gosh. Nuts. How many boosters are there? Like, no, I'm not saying that tongue in cheek. Like I legitimately want to know. Is there five? So there's two boosters, but now there's a bivalent vaccine, which basically takes the place of all of the vaccines previously given. So if you received two all, four of you, all of your four originals, then you wanted, there's a, there's another one now that you can get that will replace all of them for this season, essentially. Mm. So technically there's five shots. Damn. Depending I, on which brand you go with, because there's one you can just get the one shot and be like covered 
but then there's the other ones that are like two shots and then you're fully vaccinated. I, I did see that somewhere that in Los Angeles that there was a third booster. Maybe I misunderstood and it's what Caleb was talking about, but that they're concerned because only 7% of the population has taken it. <laughs> yeah. Cause nobody gives a shit. They yeah. Don't take it anymore. Yeah. People are, I think people are realizing really... in the military too, that like it's very similar to how the anthrax vaccine was rolled out. Like what Dale was talking about. They're like, yeah, basically experimenting on us just saying, Hey, this is, not cool and they don't want to take it but then you have like the older population of people in the military who want to take it because they're old and they think that they're more susceptible to getting covid and having harmful side effects from it uh navy stops covid19 vaccine uh separation for the sea service has approved nine religious waivers for members of the individual ready service on the condition that they be oh this is interesting. Maybe that they have to be vaccinated later. A co- due to their religious... Oh, well, here it says, um, Judge Reed O'Connor Monday granted the class action in the case of 26 Navy SEALs and other members of the special warfare community who are using Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin and other Department of Defense officials to prevent being separated over the refusal to get vaccinated against COVID-19 due to their religious beliefs. O'Connor also granted the preliminary injunction for the class action, extending the Navy's inability to separate any sailors who were denied religious exemption to the vaccine mandates. This now means 4,095 sailors who submitted religious exemptions requests and part of the class cannot be separated under the preliminary injunction. Sailors who do not submit to religious exemptions can still be separated. The court, oh, it's a fucking mess. Maybe you're right. I don't understand. <laughs> I know the Air Force is having a lot of problems with their pilots because they don't want to take they don't want to be vaccinated and so what's funny is they're starting to experiment with using like singularly manned aircraft yeah they're supposed to be manned by like two pilots a pilot and co-pilot they're trying to see if they can fly with just one and then the rest of the crew and see if it works (laughs) for something that doesn't even kill for a disease that doesn't even kill um air force age pilots exactly Tyler Watkins, the but super They vets. just refused to. Clock cutter, pure, pure blood. That's crazy. It already is an annual. They are, uh, yeah. Allison NYC will just be an annual dose, like the flu shot, flu shot eventually, which we all know doesn't work. Like anyone, which can is essentially what the bivalent shot is for. That's going to be like the annual shots. Mm. Uh. Arjun Martins, I live in the Netherlands. I always thought that we don't have a lot of obese people. Presently, I went to a tropical swimming pool, and oh boy, eighty-five percent of men and women are chubby. Yeah, go if you don't have a Costco, go if you have Costco, go there. Will change your whole. <laughs> yeah, great question, Allison. Were they American tourists? Totally fair question. Mm. None of these other countries, by the way, that these people these people are from, this isn't to dig at them. That's another thing that's just always missed. These countries that chime in about racism or whatever that's going on in the United States, like I don't want to hear shit from China. You have 1.7 billion people and 1.6.999 of them are all Chinese. Like you live in – like just stop. Quiet. You don't even know – you don't even know what – you don't even know what you're talking about. Uh, 141 um, – People sell. I found this site the other day. A friend of mine sells his underwear on OnlyFans, <laughs> and this is a website called Panty Dill, 
pantydeal.com and you can sell your underwear. <laughs> Dude. There's 1,343,883 people selling their underwear on this website. 1,703,443 people have bought underwear. So look at that. Demand is up, guys. Supply is low. Hey, will you? I want to see some of the media they have on there. Will you go back a second? Some of the media. Look, look, click on that media button. I want to see, like, oh, no. uh, Up there. Uh, Media oh, files. Eight hundred thousand, eight hundred thirty-four. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's just a ticker. It's not clickable. Not. Oh, let's see. Oh, they oh, had a warm panties. Oh, so used panties. I would say, but go to buy, buy some panties. Go up there to this buy panties. Oh, you're at buy panties. This yeah. website makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> buy used panties. Oh, look at that so dude. Yeah. Look at that dude. That's not the dude buying them. <laughs> <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> oh my god. Why is it gotta be some creepy white dude buying? <laughs> I don't understand. Of course he's in public too. Hey, <laughs> the last thing I want from someone, no matter how much I like them, is their underwear. <laughs> it's the last thing I want. If my wife were to die today, the first thing I do is throw away her underwear. This is fucked up. Panty understands. Oh, we. Wow. Uh, we understand the appeal. You do like scroll down a little bit, scroll back up a little bit. We we understand your appeal of used panties. You do. What could be more tempting than the intimate scent of a gorgeous woman? What could be better than holding the panties of a sexy lady in your hands? I don't know. Holding her boobs. I uh, holding a sandwich. I don't know. <laughs> Holding the Bible. This is ridiculous. What I've sold fuck? bras. They're bigger market than you'd expect. Oh, God. Yeah, this dude, this guy I know sells fucking his underwear all the time. People will be like, hey, what dude? The dude, I, yeah, the dude, I, I know a dude who sells his underwear. Oh, my God. Hey, and the stuff they ask him to do with the underwear before is crazy. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. 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 It's nuts. I uh, Like, wipe your butt with the underwear and send it to me, and I'll give you 250 bucks. Oh, jeez. Wait, there was another line of that that was pretty funny, too. But <laughs> On the website? Yeah, it was, like, right underneath the one that you were reading. It was just ridiculous. <laughs> Sniff oh. out, sniff out the fun at Panty Deal. Why is that fun? On our site, you can browse through hundreds of women who are excited to sell their used panties. They're excited to sell them? No, no they're excited, excited to get the money. <laughs> they're actually creeped the fuck out by you. <laughs> then lie back and enjoy that very special fragrance. Don't wait around wondering. Join oh. Panty Deal now. Hey, you know someone who's listening just went over there and bought a pair, too. Lie back? Yeah, we just pointed like 10 fucking weirdos to their website. It's time <laughs> so. to dive into your desire's nose first. And don't forget to use code SEVON at checkout. Yeah, get 10% <laughs> off of your panties. A BOGO, buy one, get one free. They're actually just mine and Caleb's. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. Uh, 142. You want these from one forty-two. This one's good. Speaking of the Netherlands, Arjun, you'll like this. Uh, Netherlands reparations. God, this is fucking crazy. Oh my goodness! I like it when Xavier talks about uh, reparations too. Oh my goodness! 
Okay, Dutch Dutch Prime Minister Mark Root just promised to set up 200 million euros fund for slavery reparations while the Dutch people can't even afford to keep their houses warm this winter as a result of his policies. Get this man out and his insane WEF agenda out of office now. Let's go ahead and hit play on this psychopath. Oh my God, guys, I genuinely think I'm losing my mind. So I've just read that the Dutch Prime Minister, our Dutch Prime Minister, Margrethe, is setting aside 200 million euros for slavery reparations because Black Lives Matter made him think differently about the topic. And at the same time, Dutch people who never owned slaves are now going to pay a ton of money to people who never were slaves, even though... The Dutch population is barely able to afford their energy bills because of the policies of whom? Yes, Mark Rutte. Rutte. Get this man out of office now. You think that helps uh, um, people get along better in a society, knowing that people are getting money based on the color of their skin while other people can't afford heat for their house? You think that that's like a... um, Hell no. It's creating you more you think that's healthy for the community. Creating more division. It's creating more division. That's ridiculous. And then where does that end? Like where do you end the reparations? Like with what generation of slaves? How is that distributed? Is it how far back do you go in the timeline of slavery? Because at some point everybody was slaves. By the way, the Netherlands is one of those countries, I think, where you take you double their gross uh, their GDP. And uh, we spend more than double their GDP in the United States on pharmaceutical drugs. Yeah, easy. I think I think that's one of those countries. I, th- that I thought I you were going to say panties, but yeah, pharmaceutical. Yeah, we no, they probably buy more panties there. Those people are wild. Okay, where was that? Uh, okay, I already erased that. Okay, well, one sixteen intelligence. Are we going through these pretty good? I don't know how many we've done. Okay, one sixteen intelligence. It feels like we're we're on a roll. Uh oh, I think Caleb's frozen. Oh shit! I thought I thought he was just unamused. Oh and shit! Bye bye. I'll get okay. it. I'll bring it up. What was the number again? One twenty one. One sixteen. One sixteen. We did a lot of slave trading in the past. You guys did a lot of. Everyone did a lot of shit in the past. Back in action. Okay, here we go. One sec. Oh, I don't even know what this is. I titled it Intelligence. One of my favorite stories and might change the way you think. During the Second World War, planes would return home with numerous bullet holes. Logically, the US military thought that the best way to protect their planes was to reinforce the areas that had been hit. But this logic was flawed. Abraham Ward, a mathematician, pointed out that these planes had sustained enemy fire but still returned home. Therefore, these areas of direct damage were survivable. But the parts of the plane that hadn't been hit likely represented where other planes had been hit but didn't survive and didn't make it home. It's these areas that should be reinforced, not the damaged areas. This is an example of survivorship bias, a cognitive bias where we tend to focus on successful outcomes yet overlook the failures where actually the most important lessons might lie. This is what Dude, I- isn't that amazing that 
I'm going I'm to try to explain that to you for those of you who couldn't follow it. Basically, planes would come back from missions in World War II, and the planes would be shot to shit, right? They'd be all shot up. So they would look at all the places that the planes were shot up, and they would think, okay, we need to reinforce those areas. Those are the places that the plane was shot. But no, the places that should be enforced are the places that weren't shot because that's probably where the planes were shot that didn't return home. Mm-hmm. It's the exact same idiocy around COVID. That's why so many fucking smart people, doctors and scientists and all these people can't fucking understand what the fuck is going on because they have fucking – they have the cognitive skills. They have the critical thinking skills of a fucking cockroach, <laughs> and they're such know-it-alls. Sevan, I just DM'd you a story from my past. Feel free to share it. It has to do with cops. Can you text it to me? Do you have my phone number? <laughs> Can you text it to me? <laughs> okay, here we go. You guys, here we go. Here's a story for you. Oh, sorry, not yet. Hmm? Caller, hi. Hey, this is uh, is this a farm podcast? It is. Oh, cool. Um. Oh my god, I'm on. Oh my god. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, there's lag. So I have a question. Please. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I've been doing CrossFit for a while now, mm-hmm. um, and I always try to get my friends into it. Mm-hmm. But the thing they always say is it's too expensive, mm-hmm. and I've always heard the rebuttal to that is, "Well, how much is your health worth?" and all that. And I, you know, I. I always notice when I go into a box that it's mostly older people. And I always think about how, um, I always think about how the, the saying that you want to be the swim coach and not the lifeguard. So I kind of walk into boxes and I see mostly older folks and I, and I kind of wonder like, well, where's the younger people? Like that's not very swim coachy. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So, I kind of wonder what your answer is to people who say, um, you know, I'd like cost it too expensive. I can't do that right now. Like what's your, what's your opinion? What's your, what's your answer? So, so that, that's always a great answer, right? You're going to pay for it now or you're going to pay for it later. But lately I've been, I've been rethinking it. When people say it's too expensive, it's not that it's too expensive. It's that you don't make enough money. I think that's just, (laughs) I think that's just a victim mindset. It's not that it's not uh, it's, yeah. it's not that um because there's t- and then on top of that I think if you spend two thousand dollars a month to go to an affiliate I have to also guess that that's going to either make that's going to make your life two thousand dollars richer whether you're going to get a raise at work because you look healthier because you look more accountable because you act better because you stand more straight because you think clear but I have to guess I have to guess and I was comparing it to wedding rings the other day. I was thinking if you you bought your wife a wedding ring for $10,000 instead of five-year membership at a CrossFit box, make, to me, makes no fucking sense. My, I didn't buy my wife a wedding ring. I knew that if I put $10,000 in the in a mutual fund in uh, 50 years, it'd be $1.2 million. I, when I'm 75, I'll give my wife that $1.2 million. I, I, it, it's complete. And then, and then the other thing is it's all free on the website. That, that's how I started. I bet you I'm guessing that's how Sousa started. 
Mm-hmm. All, you, mean, you mean the workouts or everything, the movements, the videos, the education. Like I had to learn in 2006. We had to like just the workouts were free on the website and then everyone had to mm-hmm. dig around. That's how the U.S. military does it. That's how all the tens of thousands of hundreds of thousands of military members that do it. That's how they do it. They, they, they have to go online and figure it out, by, you know, all the shit for free while they're deployed. Mm-hmm. And, and then on, on top of that. That's the crazy thing. If you do the math, and we're going to do a show on it here very soon. I'm so excited about the show. But we're going to use a bunch of uh, analytics. I think also that um, Chris Cooper just sent something out that's called like um, State of the Union. And it's all the the industry. State of the industry. Do you have that right there? This thing is crazy. This thing from Two Brain Business, if you're an affiliate owner and you don't own this, you are fucking nuts. You got to get your hand on this thing. The two brain is so gnarly. I mean, it's so beautifully put together too, with like the information and the, yeah, this is it's every data point you could incredible. ever want about a CrossFit gym in the world. How much the average person makes who goes to the gym, how much the average gym costs, how long the average person stays, what programs are the best, just everything. It's this crazy survey, but, but do you have any fr- caller? Do you have any friends who like ask, like they try to get a deal on everything? <laughs> like they have a friend who's a carpenter uh, and they're like, Hey, can you give me a break and come fix my cabinets? And like frugal friends. Not really. Okay. Well, there are these douchebags out there <laughs> like that. And there's a lot of them, right? Instead of like supporting yeah. their friend's shit, they try to fucking get over on their friends because they're, fr- they know their friend has a certain skill. Yeah. And, and I just think that you want once you belong, I mean, you do you belong? How long have you belonged to a certain gym for? So, um, man, I, you know what? I just moved to a different town. So, uh, la- last time I was at a box down in San Diego for about a year. And did you love that community? Would you have been disappointed if that gym closed? Totally. Yeah. 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 That's how I feel about all the, pl- like, if my kids' tennis class got canceled, um, like mm-hmm. if they got rid of that program, I would be devastated. So when I, when I don't, when my kids don't show up to class, I still don't mind uh, if they would, if they charge me because I want to contribute to that. I want that trainer to have a good life. Mm-hmm. And I, and I don't think that, I don't think most box owners make very much money. I, I want to say something yeah. crazy. I probably shouldn't say this, but I think it's the like average that. CrossFit gym coach makes $26,000 a year. Yeah. That, that couldn't give you, re- that won't pay for your rent where I live in Santa Cruz. Well, neither where I live. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I just think that like those people just haven't come around to it yet. I, mm. I don't, I don't know what to say to them. I think it just, it just sounds like an excuse, right? I, I mean, yeah. Cause I, I mean, I've been to, I've been a member at a few boxes. Um, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in my, I just exited my twenties as well, but somehow I kind of made it work. And I mean, it was, it was worth it. But again, it's like, shit man i was real i was like budgeting budgeting you know what i mean did you meet any girl did you meet any um mates there girlfriends no i met my wife before crossfit crossfit i just say it because because that that's also like i mean if you just need if you're a young man and you just need to fucking the ultimate excuse to go Mm -hmm. what a great place to meet fucking quality uh, girls or if you're a girl what a great place to meet quality men or, or, or if you're a man in San Diego, it's a good place to meet other quality men <laughs> or in San Francisco. <laughs> um, it's like, 
it, I, it just, it just, it, the benefits are just numerous. I just don't think that, yeah. I think that probably people just think, Oh, it's um, what, what's going to be difference between that and 24 hour fitness that charges, you know, $7 a month. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where we're at. What do you think? Um, well, what is the question again? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> okay. The question well, is, I, is I, the question, let me, I'll reframe the question. Okay. Do you think that people are missing out who use that as an excuse? Uh, well, totally. Yeah. I mean, like, okay. So, um, I'm a firefighter and I've, you know, I've done, I've done a lot of physical tests, you know, to get into firefighting and all that stuff. And I've done a few academies and I'll tell you what, I'm not, I'm not the fittest crossfitter. Um, but I, I, you know, of all the people who I've seen, I'm just gonna say this, whenever I go somewhere and there's another crossfitter, it's usually the CrossFitters who are doing the best in the physical, in the physical events and are, and I'm not saying like doing the best, like edging people. I mean like smashing, just absolutely smashing. So, I mean, I always say like CrossFit just really turns people into just like machines, you know, like they stand out. Dude, I'm 50 years old. I haven't roller skated since the seventh grade. I went to the roller rink yesterday I was, I was, I was right. I'm, I think I'm being humble in saying this. The 50% of the people there were, let's say there were 200 people there. A hundred were worse than me and a hundred were better than me. But, but to be mm-hmm. honest, I bet you I was better than 150 of them. And not because I was actually, cause I can roller skate, but because I didn't fall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're in, and I have to attribute all of that just to what CrossFit has given me. Yeah. It makes you a little bit of a better athlete. Day in and day, and I'm confident. Mm-hmm. I'm not stuck in my head. I'm not tripping. I'm. I'm just like, okay, I can mm-hmm. do this. Put the roll. Like and you I can would, pick things. Yeah. Sorry. What? Yeah, I can pick things up. And you know what else really helped yeah. is the day before. I just watched. Mm-hmm. So I saw that that sk- that roller skating is basically like waddling. You just shift from left mm-hmm. to right. And I yeah. just was like, okay, I'll just shift my balance from left to right, and and lo and behold, yeah. It, I, I, I priorities they don't make enough money they should stop with the victim mindset they should go on and get it for free they should look at you but by the way some vindicate um just said hey this is a great what if you just sold those people should sell their underwear so like you do fran and then like this is what my underwear smells like after fran and then you do linda and this is what my underwear smells like after and then you could sell it based on the workout you do. yeah oh, i mean i'd buy a few like murph is like a thousand dollars if you want my underwear that i did murph in <laughs> prime prime Fran is only like 25 bucks short workout short workout <laughs> and the beaver's back there he is there he is that's good shit all right that's caller good. thank you and thanks for thank you thanks for being a, a, a firefighter who can actually save people I appreciate it yeah, yeah you're welcome yeah thank, thank you for your service <laughs> oh thanks <laughs> bye bye so you know what's funny about um, that conversation? I think that that's also the like fundamental question that uh, CrossFit itself has to answer. Because I was reading through a couple of this like uh, it's called club club industry, and um, they just do news on like the fitness industry as a total. And they just talked about uh, LA Fitness and their Indianapolis clubs. They just invested three point five million dollars in upgrading those clubs. Mouse is dead, and. Um, the $3.5 million that went to renovating the clubs, it was renovated just to put in a space for CrossFit. Oh. 
So it's all, it's all, there's like an AstroTurf spot. There's rig space there. There's uh, platforms for uh, weightlifting. Um, and as they put it, like functional fitness space. And that is the unfortunate downfall that what we're dealing with. So it, it shows two things. Number one, there's still a continued rise in popularity of a CrossFit methodology because they would not have invested that much money into these clubs if they didn't think that that was going to be the trajectory of the future, right? So that's a good point. Bad point is, is now just like uh, Parker who made a comment earlier, hey, why would I pay X dollars when I could pay $20 and I could just do Mayhem's programming in a facility like this? And so those are the the fundamental questions that not only affiliates have to tackle and answer and provide value for, but CrossFit itself as a company. The good news for them, we're chock full of ideas. So go ahead and give us a call and we'll help you solve those problems. <laughs> uh, I, this, this, this book that, um, that we were talking about that Chris Cooper put out, I think he puts it out every year. This is the third one he's done. Yeah. And, uh, I, I don't I don't know even who gets those. I think you have to be a member. Me either, but I'm stoked I got it. But uh, we'll be doing a whole show talking about that uh, soon. I just want to. I, I need to send Chris a text or an email and ask him if it's okay. If we what the what the rules are about talking about that. I don't want to do anything. Yeah, because this first portion too, which is it's just, so much hard work. Oh, this is incredible! But right away it says we collected data from ten thousand six hundred fifty-seven gyms worldwide. Over majority of them being CrossFit gyms. How, how about did you see the stat in there that people who use Two Brain make a thousand dollars more a month? Yeah, on average. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy too that somebody like Chris and Two Brain Business is putting something like this out there because as an affiliate owner, this information is really valuable and it could also give you some highlights as to like what's working in the industry, in different places, and what's not. And uh, it's nuts to me that we don't have one of these that's a CrossFit HQ. We don't have all the stats of everything combined that CrossFit has provided to affiliate owners. Because that would be extremely valuable. Uh, Caller, call one minute. Um, do, you think it's, do you think it's weird that he gives all that away? Like, do you think that, like, I can't believe that that's like, the, I hate to use this word. That's like the most transparent thing I've ever seen about anything in regards to CrossFit. I can't I mean, believe for some reason, I feel like that should be kept secret. I don't know why. I feel like it just goes to like one of the things that Chris Cooper and the people over at Two Brain Embody, which is like, they give you the tools to succeed. They also offer products, but you could do what I did, which is download all of the books that he's ever written and recorded, like in a closet at his house for like seven bucks. And you could just go through all those books, go through those books with your staff or your coaches or even just yourself. And the amount of value that you would get out of it that you could apply is literally the same framework in the model that two brain business mentors apply to the gyms. The only difference is, is like you're just doing it out on your own versus having somebody accountability there to walk you through each step, which is obviously huge in value. That company, Two Brain, I, th- I believe is the largest gym consulting business in, on the planet. And you know what else is going to happen? You know how many other gym consulting companies are going to steal that information and not give Chris credit? Oh, all of them. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. it's like Cross- CrossFit probably even will. They'll reference a bunch of stuff out of this. And well, they should. They definitely should. They, they should, should. They should call and say, hey, however you set this up, we have data that we're going to add to it. And we'll pay you for the IP for this to change it and to convert it into something that CrossFit delivers to its affiliates. Yeah, every affiliate should. Yeah, every affiliate should have one. Um, go ahead, caller. Hi. Oh shit! Sorry, caller. What's up, gentlemen? Hi. That's all good. 
you uh did you taste the coffee I sent you? Oh, Gabe, what's up, dude? Um, I know I haven't tasted it yet. It's still, it's still in the because I I have a grinder that's like pretty full right now, and and then it makes the coffee, and then it, it you know the beans just sit in the grinder for I don't know a week or two, and then but when it's empty, I'll throw it in there. I can't wait. So so that's a decaf blend. Yeah, do not mix both of them. So one is a very specific way of making decaf. The other is a way that I'm sure you're not going to like, but it is what it is. Okay, you, you uh, mean, what? What do you what do you mean? One of them is like made with horse shit. Uh, one of them, so to, to extract caffeine out of the bean, it, it, you have to use a lot of chemicals. So they, they basically take the green bean, and the green like seed that you normally get, and they have to like dump it in this uh, this chemical. It, everyone says it's totally okay, but again, it's it's, it's an extra step. Uh, while the other one that I sent you, the MPW, yeah, um, that one is, is just you literally uses steam to try to get as much of uh, the caffeine out. Oh, of the of the bean. So, and I do want some caffeine. Does that take out less caffeine, Gabe? The steam way, because I do want some caffeine. I just don't want to be drinking as much as I am because I just drink coffee. I'll drink coffee all day. No, no, no. They're both they're both fine. They're both totally fine. It's just like the 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 process of of extracting caffeine from the actual green bean um one's a little bit more expensive because you are taking a little bit more uh, care and and going the extra step while the other one is just like you and there's nothing wrong with it again from what i've seen all the research that i've done everyone that i've talked to it's they're both fine but just one is using chemicals while one isn't using less chemicals and a lot more uh steam okay uh, i love it so you gotta yeah you gotta get to play around with that but uh uh, kind of piggybacking on what you guys are talking about. Like, I'd love, like, Susa, uh, that show that if you guys do have about operating an affiliate, I think would be so, like, so important and so cool um, to kind of have that feedback from you. But uh, I was at a gym yesterday, not a, not a CrossFit gym. Um, just a friend opened, like, one of those group training facilities, almost like an Orange Theory, like a Barry's. Uh, I was doing a little coffee there, and uh, it, it was pretty cool, really nice. Not a pull-up bar in sight, but skier, rowers, uh, bikes, salt bikes, uh, dumbbells, et cetera, et cetera. Really cool. And, you know, I've, I've had a gym. I've had two gyms. I've been a level one trainer, a CrossFit coach for, you know, over 10 years. I let it go back in 2020 uh, to pursue coffee. And uh, something came, like, came up and it was, like, horrible. In my eyes, in my opinion, was... Uh, Two brand new members came in. People like looking at, at the uh, at the class, uh, trying it out. They came in. It's an hour hit class, basically, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Let them through a warm up. Let them through through a through the workout. And like 15 minutes before the class is over, these ladies were a little bit overweight. They weren't, you know, super overweight, but they weren't the fittest people. So this was an opportunity, right? They were going out of their comfort zone, going to 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 do something, right? So this is like a step in the right direction, uh, you know, for for them to start working out. So they leave, right. they get out of class 15 minutes early because they were destroyed. They okay. came out red. They were sweating. They pushed themselves a little bit too hard. One of their partners that I was talking to, this place has like 20 partners. So I don't know what the hell happened. It looks <laughs> beautiful. Yeah. So, so she comes up and she's also not necessarily the, the, we were talking about getting my coffee in there, um, my cans. And she's like, all right, excuse me. So I'm like, cool. At least she's, you know, worried about them. So, hey, how'd it go? This and that. Like two minutes of talking to both of them about, uh, you know, how it was and, and, and how they 
how they liked the class, their experience of the class, not like necessarily kind of getting to the bottom of like, hey, why'd you guys, you know, leave class 15 minutes early, didn't even do a cool down, which in my opinion, again, if this is something that you're doing for the first time and you exert yourself like that hard, you can't just stop like when your heart rate's like over 170 and then just leave. But anyway, she talked to them for about two minutes and then right into, oh, our monthly memberships are et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Didn't Mm. step in, didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Just kind of remove myself from that conversation because as a as a as a coach as a CrossFit coach as someone who's been doing CrossFit for who's been teaching people for over ten years, I was like, damn man, this conversation like it could have gone so differently. And even the fact that other partners were doing the class there, like if I was a coach and I was doing a class with someone and I see someone struggling, I would stop and I'd be like, all right, cool. Look, you know what? I wanted to work out with class the other coach is a little bit busy with everyone else. Like, let me, let me give them these two individuals a little bit more attention to make sure that they get the full experience and not just that dump of like, Oh man, I'm dying. I have to, I have to leave. Yeah. So afterwards, I, I afterwards I, I, I go up to her as I'm leaving and I'm like, Hey, uh, by the way, I've owned two gyms. I have over 10 years of coaching experience. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I know a lot about the, the industry. Do you guys like, uh, you know, whatever, any questions that you guys have, please let me know. She goes, do you know any male trainers? I was like, oh, I was like, yeah, I know a lot. She, she asks because she needs more male trainers there. And she needs more male clientele. All her trainers are female. And I told her, well, you're doing really good with what you have. Like focus on building your community. I must have spent 15 minutes talking to her about building the community, establishing and, 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 and really pouring everything that she can into the people that are there right then and there, because a month from now, that community is going to grow from the word of mouth, especially if she does things the right way. And I have interest in it because one of my very, very good friends is a partner. There. So I'm telling her, she's like the main partner. I'm telling her for 15 fucking minutes, I'm trying to drill it into her head. It's about, fucking building the community and making sure that you guys have this established group of people who are the ride or die at the end of me fucking talking for 15 minutes. She goes, all right, cool. Do you know any male trainers? <laughs> so like, that's the question that I would have to you. Like, what would you would, as a business owner, right? Cause you are like being a CrossFit coach and being a business owner are very, very different. Right. As a business owner and as a CrossFit coach and as a, as someone who, who cares about his members, their, you know, whatever, what would you, how would you approach that situation if you were, you know, if, if you just saw that happening and then this, this, this other person is like, yeah, I really don't care about what you said about building the computer. I don't even care about those two people that almost died. I just care about like the bottom line. Yeah. Well, first I would start by just asking her like what exactly the ultimate goal for her and the business is. Because that's going to be the most important piece, right? Like, hey, what are you trying to get out of this as a business owner? And then, like, um, you know, where are you hoping this this business is in in five years? That's where I would that's where I would start by asking her. Because then, as she maybe talks about that a little bit, you could find ways in there to make what you're saying a little bit more impactful to her specifically. Because she obviously thinks like, hey, no, you're not getting my question. I need more male trainers, and you're trying to kind of give her this big 30,000 foot view of, uh, what the gym, how the gym should be, should be run. Like in terms of like how it's going to be successful for her. And for whatever reason, she doesn't seem to be receptive of that information now. So, you know, that's tough, but that's where I would start with that. And then as far as her going to those members afterwards and saying like, yeah, so here's our monthly membership again, I would, 
start by saying, Hey, like, what'd you guys come in here for? What are you hoping to accomplish by showing up at this gym? You know, and you could say it as like, what are your goals or something like that? But I would start by just saying like, Hey, what are you hoping to get out of this? What does success look like for you? And then you could start to talk about how your facility could help them or how the community there would help them and be beneficial to what they want. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, that's all. You guys should definitely have that show. We're going to <laughs> 20, 25% off at paper street coffee, P A P E R S T C O F F E E. Don't spell out street paper, S T coffee.com 25% off until midnight tonight. And, uh, anything over. Ask me what happens after midnight. What happens after midnight? Cyber Monday. sale. Oh, 30% off. Three bags of coffee or more, you get thirty percent off. Damn! I, mean, I wish you wouldn't have said that. You fucked up the yep. whole thing. I know. Dude, that's, only, <laughs> that's only for you guys. That's only for you guys. If no one else knows about it, at twelve oh one tonight, you get thirty percent off. It, 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 is, shipping, of is shipping still free tomorrow? Uh, shipping anything over fifty it, bucks is going to be free. Okay. Uh, my shipping costs went down. Also, don't complain about shipping yeah. people who yeah. are out there in the world when you guys use a 20% off coupon code and then they'll reach out to me why shipping so expensive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, you guys use the 20% off. I love you guys. Just, just help out a small business. I'm not Amazon. That's funny. <laughs> All right. Thank you so Gentlemen, much, Gabe, I'll, for calling I'll in. You it. Thanks, Gabe. Right. Appreciate Bye. it. Uh, Bruce Wade asked a question earlier here and he said, should the coach work out with the class? You are no longer a coach. If you are working out, you are a person working out. You cannot coach a class and work out at the same time. That's like, who should be driving the car while I'm in the backseat? No, no, no. You either have a driver or you're a passenger. You can't, you cannot be both. Either someone's steering the ship and guiding the class, or you're just in the backseat along for the ride. And if you have people that are working out now, there is one exception. If it's just you and maybe one other person and that member is like, I would get way more value out of this class is after we, you warm me up and everything, we hit it together. That's a great area that you can maybe talk about it then. And that's only if the person who you're coaching thinks that that actually gives them more value as opposed to what we try to do is turn it into a really good personal training session. If it's just one person that shows up, especially if you're a new affiliate, but yeah, you can't, can you measure working out with a class of 10 people? What value are you providing those individuals? You're not. You're providing value for yourself by getting your workout in. So, yeah, don't work out with your class. You can work out with them. That's when you do fucking um, the turkey trot on, on Thanksgiving or on, on uh, you know, maybe maybe Murph. Or there's like three or four times a year where there's like some community event. Then you get in it with them. But Yeah, right? not, not right? Murph. I don't do the Murph thing. No, if it's inside the walls of the gym. Like we did. So we did a hike yesterday. Like I didn't sit at the bottom of the hill and wait for them to come back for the hike. We, <laughs> I, I walked with them and we did the hike. If you were doing the, the turkey trot or whatever like they do at Diablo. The, the purpose of that is actually you leading that. So you're going to run with your group. You're going to get to the top of the hill and take some photos. I'm talking about when you got squat snatch and rope climbs in the class. Right. And now you're loading up your barbell next to the people. It's like next to your members. There's no way you're, they're getting any value out of that. They didn't pay. They paid for a coach. They didn't pay for a workout partner. Um, It's like when people call into the show and talk for more than two minutes straight, uh, it's not your show. <laughs> okay. Uh one of uh, one uh, one forty five. How leaders behave. How are you guys on time? I'm okay. I gotta. Uh, I gotta leave a little after nine. Okay. That gives me. Gives me. How are you, Caleb? Ten or so. I'm good. 
Uh, the servant must clear my desk for me. I can't be expected to move things. Look at it. This is a uh, fucking Prince Charles or King Charles. Now look at this crazy shit. He's sitting down at the desk and he's frustrated that there's like, and he doesn't like the ink well there. And instead of sliding it over himself, he asks someone else to slide it over for him. Now look at here's president Trump. That guy's hat blows off. Trump goes and gets the hat for him, puts it back on his head, and fucking gives him a hug. That man needs to secure his cover. (laughs) (laughs) Get a tighter hat. There's some awesome moments with the knowledge out there, Caleb. That's funny. It's funny that they put those two clips together like that, too. But that's appropriate what Trump did, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's... I mean, for in his defense, he did a really good job of keeping his bearing and not like chasing after his cover. Because you're not right. that's you're not supposed to. You're not even supposed to react. Like you're just like, well, that happened. Move on. So Hey, do those cool do those have do those have chin straps or anything? Um, those ones do not. Some of them do, but I think it's a different I think the army has the chin strap. Don't hey, you think he that. got in, did he get in trouble for that? No, probably not. But he probably will figure out how to tighten down his cover next time though. Awesome. Okay. This is talking about a Nick Diaz fight. He doesn't even fight anymore. I got rid of that. (laughs) So you could tell the notes are old. Yeah. Um, one forty seven. We'll just let this play for itself. See what comes to mind. Oh, okay. Oh, we we did this one already, right? We did this one. Okay. This is yeah. about set, setting boundaries. Okay. We did, yep. If I would have set boundaries every time someone told me to set boundaries when I worked at my 15 years at CrossFit Inc., I wouldn't I would have had one twentieth the success that I had. But you would setting, have boundaries. Yeah, I, 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 setting boundaries. It's it's uh, it's, it's I feel like it's been sto it's been stolen by uh the the victim mentality. Caller, hi. Siobhan, what's up? What's up, Jeremy? Hey, what's up, man? What's up, Jeremy? Hey, what's up, man? How's it going? Are we gonna hey. get Weaver, you? How you doing? Are you gonna give us your rendition of this story so I don't have to read it? No, it's the other story that I DM'd you. Yeah, are you gonna? That's what I mean. Are you gonna tell us the story? Yeah, okay. uh, I'll try to keep it under two minutes. Okay, <laughs> um, but, but it has to do with the. Uh, so I'm a black dude, right? And I live in Milwaukee, um, right down the road from Heidi. But she doesn't want to hang out with me. But that's a whole other story. I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> so so anyway, long time ago, I've had I've had so many lucky. I guess, lucky interactions with cops. I'm a black guy in a very segregated city, but I've gotten really lucky. Anyways, long time ago, my buddy's 21st birthday, he wants to go out. He comes and picks me up. We go to a bar. He brought this girl along with him. Um, we're having a good time. We're getting, we're getting pretty drunk. Me and this girl end up hitting it off. We're like making out at the bar, whatever. Go back to his place. Now, he lives 
very like in Milwaukee, I'm way on the south side, he's way on the north side. Um and we're drinking, we're having fun. We get to his place, he's like, Hey, I gotta go meet somebody real quick. So it's just me and her. So of course. We were you know, one thing leads to another, we're hooking up. He comes back and he's like all pissed off that we're hooking up and so I'm like, Well, I asked her, like, you wanna get out of here? And I'm like, oh shit, I didn't drive here. He drove me here. So like I had to like, dude, I was not the most stand up guy back in the day. I'm like, hey dude, I gotta get something from your car. Can I get your keys? <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, it was terrible, dude. I was so bad. So I take his keys, take the girl. We we're driving, right? Instead of winter, Wisconsin, it's cold as hell outside. We get on an off ramp and the car breaks down. And I'm like, oh shit. Now I'm sitting with this girl. I barely know her. Uh, I'm just trying to hook up, you know, finish the deal. I'm in my buddy's car. It's, like I said, cold as hell. That you I'm stole. Like, well, that you stole. That I basically stole from And uh, so there's this uh, parking lot. I'm like, well, I guess I'll just push the car there. You know, it's like two in the morning, too. Like, I can't really call anybody. I'm like, what the hell am I about to do, you know? So I'm pushing this car with her in it. I'm pushing it, pushing. I get halfway through. All of a sudden, beep, not comes. I'm like, oh fuck! Hey, you could have this sold those bad. underwear. The, the the time I pushed a tow a, a, a car underwear. Anyway, just another side business. What a crazy story! That's hilarious. The underwear shit. Um, so yeah, cop comes. I'm like, all right. Now I'm in the part of town where it's like predominantly white people. I'm this black guy, two o'clock in the morning, pushing a car across a busy street uh he's like hey what's going on he's like really cool he's like, really, really, like this happens all the time and i'm like oh yeah um i what i don't know exactly i don't borrow my buddy's car i'm pushing it uh it broke down i'm pushing it um into this parking lot and you know i was gonna call and get somebody to pick us up to take me to my car um he's like no problem he gets out, starts pushing the car with me, shooting the shit, get it in the parking lot. He's like, how far is your car from here? I'm like, eh, it's like 10 minutes. You want to ride? Uh, sure. No, at no point did he ask for my license or anything. He's like, all right, you and the girl hop in the back, hop in the back of the car, the cruiser or whatever. I'm like, all right. So we get in the back of the cruiser, him and I start talking. This girl was very horny i'll say that he reaches down my pants and is like doing stuff to me while i'm in i'm like still kind of drunk talking to this police officer i'm like what the <laughs> fuck is going on this is crazy get to my car still no question about license nothing I, did I he ever ask the girl started. did he ever ask the girl any questions either like hey do you feel safe nothing, or is there, nothing. nothing at all no, she Just felt safe totally yeah i'm like this is crazy you know and you got a handy in the back of a cop car <laughs> i did, <laughs> I did. <laughs> i'm not even kidding like it actually happened i'm like holy shit so long story short gets me to my car again doesn't ask just drives, hey have a good day blah blah blah. and i get in my car take her to or take her to my place and you know seal the deal but like point is there's all these narratives out there about white cops getting, at, you know, getting after, and that's just one story. I have other scenarios where I should have been locked up for sure for 
you know, doing dumb shit, but like, but the, you chose the, the story where you got a handy. Out. I appreciate that, by the way. I would have <laughs> fucking hung up on you a long time yeah. ago if you didn't have a handy. He, he knows his audience. That's yeah. Yeah. I figured mean, you guys would appreciate it, but like this narrative that white cops are out to get black people and blah, blah, blah. I, again, I live in the most segregated, one of the most segregated cities. I, I, I'm a black guy. I freaking, you know, I'm, some people have said, Oh, you look intimidating, blah, blah, blah. Like I have had so many run-ins with cops where I should have been in trouble. And I, I don't know, I get lucky and I, I get off. So how's your, how many years ago is this? I'm 37. I think it was 21. So like 16 years ago, long time ago. Are you still friends with that dude? He's dead. (laughs) Oh shit. uh, I, we kind of like no, it's fine. Like we uh, we broke connection for a while. The last I heard is like he went to Mexico and died. I was like, oh well, oh shit, that drugs or violence? I don't know. I don't know. I know. I have no idea. I, I that's all I heard. I haven't talked to his family or anything. I just that's what I heard from. He went to uh, this church nearby, and like my parents knew his family, and they said that he went to Mexico. He, I, he was gay, so he went to Mexico to follow some dude. And Wait a second. You took a girl died. from a gay dude? I did. <laughs> <laughs> I would see so oh, bad. God, I wonder if he that's why he's gay. I wonder if you fucking pushed him over the edge. Gay. It could be. It I've also pushed women the other way, too, by like denying them, and then they've come out as gay like not <laughs> too long after. So. I don't know. Maybe I had that effect on people. <laughs> hey, um, did you did you see the podcast we did with uh, Tommy G from Milwaukee? Hell yeah, I did. I reached out to him afterwards. We're gonna. He said, "Come through and and we'll do some jujitsu." So what a cool oh, dude, right? Happened. He's incredible. My God, what he's doing is absolutely incredible. That um, I, I don't know if you've watched any of his documentaries, but did you see that he has that one documentary? And there's like these twenty black kids and one white kid all standing in the middle of the street, and they all have Gucci bags, and they all have one yep. machine gun and one handgun. So, so a day after he did that, or a, a, the day after he was on the podcast, he texted me and said that that white kid had killed someone and went to jail. Oh no, shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and it was damn. like, yeah, what do you think's going to fucking happen? It's a bunch of fucking boys, 16 years old, 13 to 16 years old, standing in the streets, each of them armed with two or three guns. It's like, yeah, yeah someone's going to get shot. It's just a matter of yeah. time. Right. Exactly. God, Milwaukee's just a trip. I've been looking at real estate there, too. I cannot fucking believe how inexpensive it is to live there. It's super cheap, especially if you're in those parts of town that Tommy G goes to. I mean, like, when I bought a house, I'd live way on the south side in the suburbs. And, you know, it's still cheap, you know, compared to especially where you guys are at. Uh, but I mean, house, house, four bedroom house up where he goes. I mean, it'd be like 60,000, 70, it's just super cheap because it is so, it's, you don't want to be there. You don't want to, you don't want to be walking through it, let alone live in those areas of town. It's, it's terrible. It's constant crime. It's just nuts, man. Damn. All right. Well, thank you for a great story. Yeah, that was good. I'm glad I finally called in. I mean, I listen every day and, you know, comments, but I figured, you know what? How about a good, good uh, hand, hand job in the house? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't disappoint. Yeah, thank you. That was a beautiful story. Yeah. Thanks, Jeremy. All right. Thanks. All right later, thanks Jeremy. for having me, guys. Later, brother. Bye. Peace. I think that that's, awesome. I think that's a, um, a kind of a milestone for this show.
<laughs> I think that's like we've turned a corner. A hand job in a cop car story. I mean, it's just, it's just, those are the kind of stories I want to hear. That's crazy. It's like appropriate to the context of the, of the, uh, of the social milieu that we talk about and the, and the seriousness of it. And yet the, uh, uh, the nuance of, uh, of, you know, 18 year old boy, uh, um, sexual gratification, this, this mix of, I just liked it. I thought, I think it's, um, I think it's good. It also shows the power. Melu. I don't know what it means. Uh, a person's social yeah. environment. Yeah, yeah, like the the social the the you know the milieu of just the, the 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 all the stuff we talk about like COVID and racism and trannies and abortion killing babies and just it's just like those are all like the big social topics, and uh, that's the social environment we live in. Did I use the word wrong? Someone tell me. I'm open. No, I, I no, didn't I know that word. Thank me you either. for using. Thank you for enlightening me. So yeah, well, expanding well. our vocabulary. It I also. It was a good story because earlier we were talking about even if a chick puts water balloons underneath her bra, we could, and we know that that's just just happened in front of us. You still, but think about being driven to action so much with the chick that you're gonna like take your buddy's car, you're gonna break down, you're gonna push it across the thing, you're gonna risk a DUI, you're gonna get. We'll do unreasonable things. <laughs> Trying about jumping through uh, hoops of fire there to make that happen. Gotcha. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Let me see. Um, That's impressive. God, I want to. I want to show you the video that I've seen of that. I don't know if I. What you know about? No, that's not it. Mm, the same thirty songs on Instagram reels. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yay! Fuck, we are so lame. We are lame. And then it's funny too because all those people online that do all those trends call themselves creatives. You're not fucking creative. No. You're just waiting for the next TikTok trend to come out. Creative so you do the same shit. Yeah. I'm so creative. I did this thing before only a hundred other people had done it when I did it. Now thousands of other people did it. So, you know, now they're now they're copying me. Dude, he wasn't wrong about those lots of land in Milwaukee. Oh, dude, it's so cheap. I, I was looking at like five bedroom homes, thirty five hundred square feet that are a hundred grand, three stories, Holy wraparound shit. decks. I know it's nuts. Look at this, uh, Chase Bryan. Our first house was three bedroom, one bath, twenty five thousand. Uh, what? Bird it for fifty k, nine fifty a month. I don't know Burr. what that means. Bird it. What is it? What? I don't know. It's, it's like a technique in real estate. Is it? Oh. Yeah. You should. Uh, I just saw this uh, thing that Andrew Tate tweeted. This would be right up your alley, Savon. It's uh, they told you the BLM protests don't spread COVID because the cause was noble, and you still got the vaccine. It's Tardville. We live in Tardville. <laughs> Nonsense like that. Hey, but but what's crazy is you can lump that up with all one political party. It's right. just the Democrats. Yeah. How is anyone still voting that way? Uh, ask your neighbors, Demo. Say that again? <laughs> ask your neighbors. I know. I know. That no one wants to talk to me. No one wants to talk to me. <laughs> no one wants to talk to me. Uh I hear I hear family members in my house whispering. Right now? No. Oh. I'm just saying. Like they'll be like, like I'll hear them be like, oh my God. 
like that, like just in, in Trump and DeSantis panic, I'll hear, I'll hear, I've heard family members like just pan, like, like I've heard, I've heard my, my damn family members like in, uh, whispering to each other because they're, they're scared. I'm going to come over there and fucking drop a dose of reality on them. You guys want to see, you want to see Katrin's doppelganger? Oh, yeah. what's this? What's 2000? What's 218? A poo strap. Oh my God. Poo strap. Oh boy. Is that a gun that's made of poo? Oh no, this is brilliant. This is fucking brilliant. The poo strap. I wonder if you have one. I wonder if the U S military would probably buy fucking a hundred million dollars worth of these. Do you know what it is, Caleb? The poo strap. Do you no, have it on right now, Caleb? Do you have the poo strap on? It's it's two eighteen. No, he doesn't. It he doesn't might, have it. On. Hold on, Instagram just kicked me out of our account. So let me but see. I would do an entire show wearing the poo strap. <laughs> just tie it to my desk. Yeah, you know the poo strap, Kenneth. Did you send it to me? This thing is crazy. Did Drop a deuce of reality on them. Yes. I can't pull it up. Can you pull it up? Yeah. Yeah. What? I love. Get- oh. 218, the 218. poo strap. Thank you. Oh, wait, God, no, this... mine only goes to 52.5. You're going to have to do it. Okay, I'm on I'm on deck. I'm <laughs> my, on deck. No, my notes will end. Okay, here we go. The, the, here's, here's the poo strap. Enjoy, people. This is, uh, and it's real. So. <laughs> oh, that's it's, fucking genius. It's basically a weight belt. With long straps that you put around a tree and you can just lean back. Oh, or around so your toe good. hitch. And look, the guy's even holding toilet paper. Yeah, it's got a little uh, pocket right there for it. You see? Little, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I need one of those. Yeah, right? It's probably cleaner than the bathrooms you use. <laughs> and look at this oh, duck sure. they got on here. The, the poo strap. You know, you want to know how they clean our bathrooms? Yeah, tell me. They take the shower heads and they like turn it to like so it's like a jet, and then they just spray down the walls, and then they put it back on and they walk out. Is is that a is that a government is that a government job? Is that an enlisted man's job or is that a contractor? Contractor. Oh fuck! That even pisses me off even more. Government dollars at work. <laughs> uh, can you look up in the Urban Dictionary Upper Decker? So oh, have you ever done an Upper Decker? You don't know what it is? No. Do you know what it is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. An Upper Decker. Have I done one? Probably not. Uh, you would have done. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a little bit of ingenuity to do it. Um, upper decker step one, make sure nobody's around Two: quietly open the lid of the upper section of the victim's toilet. Three, quietly place the lid down on the floor, then take a nice shit in the upper section of the toilet without letting anyone hear you wipe your ass. Step six, place the soil, soil <laughs> toilet paper in the upper. So I'm, I'm shitting on the lid inside of like yeah so it's like the water tank you know when your toilet's messed up and you lift the lid so you can see what's going on oh it's doing it in there and then putting the lid back on it oh my god yeah place the soil toilet paper in the upper section of the toilet it's not called the upper section that it's what what that's called like the water basin slowly lift the lid off the floor with your fingers under it and carefully bring it over to the toilet 
Here's the hard part with your fingers under the lid, slowly place the lid on the toilet. No false moves or you're screwed. Leave and don't let anyone see. Why not just hang your ass in that thing and take a shit in there? Hey, isn't that the water you're supposed to drink if there's like an earthquake? What? <laughs> like, you know, like if your water gets turned off, aren't you supposed to drink the water that's in that basin? That's kind of water, right? That's emergency water. Oh my gosh. I think yes, we were talking. So if you take a shit in there, you ruin someone's emergency water supply. <laughs> yeah. I like I liked I liked I like I've never done this, but I like the thought of dry docking. Like if I would have known about that in high school, do you know about that? You turn the water off and then you flush the toilet so it's empty and then you drop a deuce in there. <laughs> oh, that is At, not back dry to place. <laughs> the act of placing two penises head to head where at least one penis has not been circumcised and roll the foreskin from one penis onto and over the other. Wow. Oh my goodness. Valorant's gonna love this show. God, I would have just liked to have stopped the Jeremy story. That was good to handy in the cop car. Wow. That was our peak. That was a climax. <sighs> it's all downhill now. Uh okay. Um uh, uh, let's see if we can leave with something funny. Is there anything funny? Oh, here's a good quote from uh, a guy, Theodore Vale, I saw the other day. Real difficulties can be overcome. It's only the imaginary ones that are unconquerable. Mm. Real difficulties can be overcome. It's only the imaginary ones that are unconquerable. Put your fucking peanut on that. Democrats? All of their fucking issues are fucking imaginary. Oh man, two forty one. I can't wait to do that one someday. Someday. It's just too long. Yeah. Kanye. Poor mm. Kanye. Mm. Poor Kanye. So you guys don't have any of these ones down here on the bottom? I do. Oh. How come you got them and I didn't? That's weird. Hey. Um I guess Johnny Depp's going to do another Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. Make $300 million off You that. like those movies, Caleb? They're just nostalgic for me. Cats on the bag now, Caleb. Cats on the bag. It's too late. I've tried yes, to watch. I've tried to watch. I've tried to watch. I've tried to watch those. I can't watch them. They filmed one like right where I used to live, and I thought that was super cool when I was a kid. So that was like. Yeah, Savon can't dispend his dispend your belief. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, the suspension suspend, of disbelief. Yes, yeah, yeah. suspension. Belief. I can't do it. Yeah, I'm just like, it's like the Muppet Show gone bad. Mm. That's how I feel about all romantic comedies too. You know, oh, you like, do? yeah, because there's times and then like the whole they're in the middle of the baseball thing and he's like, and I love you, and then there's like a big pan out and everybody in the stadium is applauding for him. Like, <laughs> you get out on the field somehow and he'd be fucking tackled by security. There'd be no, you know, moment, and they all have the same plot. Like, happy go lucky couple gets into some sort of issue, usually involving their family. It seems like it's too far gone. A deep misunderstanding. Up. A deep misunderstanding. The boyfriend or girlfriend travels far away. They have a shitty part of their life. They can't stop thinking about them, and somehow they it's reconnect. Every Hallmark movie. Epic, magical moment. Every Hallmark movie is the same. God. Just tough. Okay, let's do two more. Um, two, two, you guys don't have... Do you have 269? Yeah, I do. We'll do that one and then 267. Uh, 269 is uh, this guy, Andrew Tate. Uh, th this one is, I think I've said this on the show probably 
50 times, but let's, let's hear it from Andrew Tate. He says it pretty good. Maybe better than me. I like romantic comedies. What's wrong with me? I mean, you could like them. It just, what's wrong with me? Really got to suspend your dis your belief then. Okay, here we go. So they're literally barely sentient individuals. If I was the kind of person, if I was walking around with a mask on and screaming at my fellow man in supermarket, and I've now realized that I was wrong because COVID is still here and I'm not wearing a mask anymore. Neither is anyone else. I would feel deep shame. I would be apologetic. I would literally be saying to the world, I can't believe they fooled me like that. I don't know who you were, who I was yelling at in the supermarket. You were smarter than me. I made a mistake. I'm sorry. They fooled me. They tricked me. These people don't even feel shame. They don't even feel sorry. They don't even sit and go, wow, they made a fool out of me. It doesn't even cross their minds. They're on to the next thing now. Slava Ukraine. Next thing. They don't give a shit. And it's just truly amazing that they can destroy someone's life for three years and then recruit these people to go out there and push the agenda for them. And all the people who were tools of an agenda, now the agenda is over, are not sentient enough to sit and go, wow, they fooled me. I need to think more carefully next time they try and fool me. No. They just continue with the programming. These people are completely and utterly slave-minded, genuinely slaves. They live inside of a system, and the system they're going to purport and fight to defend is going to destroy them. They're not fighting for a system which is going to give them anything other than absolute slavery and tyranny. It's truly incredible to watch and realize slave-minded. It is true. They're slaves. It's kind of funny, actually. They're Unfortunately, maybe something's wrong with me. But if you don't feel shame, if you if you wore a mask and you don't feel shame, unconscious. Maybe maybe you still believe the narrative. But if you woke up and you didn't, you don't feel shame for what you did to your fellow man. If you haven't like thought, holy fuck, I spread fear and lies that hurt little kids, millions of little kids. You're you're something that's fucking wrong with you. You are of the craziest slave mindset. You are, you're actually just a sl It's so nuts. He says it so well. You participated in that. <laughs> it's okay. I, I'm, I'm ashamed that I ever fucking voted for Hillary Clinton. I'm fucking so ashamed. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. Make me. I feel alive when I feel ashamed that I did that. I'm ashamed that I fucking voted for Barack Obama. I'm ashamed that I voted for people who insisted to keep fucking um, black people down under the guise of trying to uplift them. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed that I ever voted for anyone who thinks that general mutilation is okay. It sucks, so especially if kids. I'm over it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like, oh my god, I have trouble sleeping at night. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm, I'm a healthy human being for being ashamed of it. Being ashamed is good. It's, it's a test. If, if you don't feel some sort of shame, then you should be proud. That's like your radar. People are like, if the hair stands on the back of your head, you should trust your judgment. Well, same shame. Just think of shame as like that. It's okay. It's different than the kind of shame you feel. Let's say if like you're five years old and you accidentally poop your pants and you feel ashamed. You shouldn't feel ashamed for that. You're five. You got to yeah. figure that one out as you get older. Everyone's got a story where they pooped their pants as a little kid and it tra traumatized them. That's not, I'm not talking about that kind of shame. I'm talking about no, like a adult. <laughs> yeah, recently. A recent one. 
Have you deuced your pants since you've been over there, overseas, Caleb? Dude, it's been dangerously close. You know how far <laughs> it is to around here? Is it far? Dude, it's like 100 yards. Oh, dude. And you, like, it's never like a, oh, gradual, like, you know what? Maybe I do have to go poop. Let's go fucking walk out to the <laughs> It's like immediate. You're going to shit your pants right now if you don't sprint over there. And if you do sprint over there, you're going to shit your pants anyway because you're jostling everything around. Yes, yes. I would be screwed because I'm the kind of person who waits till I'm prairie dogging. I every time yeah. I take a shit, I'm like, I wonder if that touched my underwear. 100. Yeah, I'm a, to- I'm a total dealer. Yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I, uh, what was the other one we were going to show? That one was good too. Um, 267. Oh yeah, tattoo. This is good. Well, this is this 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 kind of wraps the whole thing up with tattoos and every everything. Wrap your fucking peanut around this fucking quote here. My 14-year-old nephew wanted to get a tattoo, so we brought him in. They denied him one because they said he wasn't old enough to make an informed consent on something so permanent. So we took him to a gender reassignment surgery instead. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) That is the logic. when when tattoo parlors are more responsible and medical doctors, it might be a problem. Wow. wow well said, Caleb. Yeah. I, re- I remember I remember asking my dad for a motorcycle when I was 12. He said, when you're 14. When I was 14, he said, when you're 16. I remember asking my mom wanting a nose job my sophomore year in high school. My mom saying, sure, when you're 24, when your nose stops growing. Little did I know your nose never stops growing. These are the things responsible adults tell kids. What if my mom would have been like, yeah, your nose really is huge. Let's get it fixed. I understand. And your mom might be a Kardashian. <laughs> Fucking ass. What if my dad... Now, now, I'm not saying that... that I'm not saying that no kid at 14 years old should get a motorcycle. But it was clearly most 14-year-olds shouldn't. 99%. especially latchkey kid like myself all right guys uh tomorrow morning we have uh xavier um derosa on the show you can't see you can't see my text messages in my glasses can you i kind of you can Mm, a little reflection but i can't see anything to read it but people my text messages are my text messages i'm not transparent with them Uh, thank you to Gabe. Make sure you go out and uh, order from Paper Street Coffee uh, today before midnight. There's some sort of other deal that happens tomorrow, but I would go with today with 25% off um, and the free shipping with uh, over $50. Uh, but thank you always to um, California Hormones, cahormones.com, uh, code SEVON to get your free doctor's consultation. If you live in California, you can also get free blood work. And also, uh, you should know that California Hormones has got behind us this year uh, to help us cover uh, Wadapalooza, which I'm so pumped about. I'm so pumped about. It's going to be good. It's going to be really fun. That was fun last year, sending Suze over there, and he roams around with the camera, and Will Plummer, and Heidi uh, Kroom. And am I missing anyone? Caleb was there last year. Caleb, uh, will, you, will you be there this year? Yeah. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> and Dick Butter, bye. And uh, tomorrow we have Xavier DeRosa on, um, a guy who's had a similar journey uh, to myself in the sense that he has – uh, he, he's, 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 I guess what they call it. Red pilling. Is that what they call it? What's happened to us? We got red pilled. Yep. 
and then uh and then and then monday or tuesday i think i'm traveling one of the days i'm traveling there's not a show scheduled that's uh, thursday Sue's is trying to give me the day off i refuse and i will figure out a way yeah um, St- stand by for the late night live calling yeah yeah <laughs> you get set up I, in newport i would like to do like probably on thursday next thursday like at 10 p.m um what time is that for you 10 p.m our time um 10 p.m uh, it's like 5 a.m or something oh, uh yeah 10 p.m do you work what do you what's your friday do you teach classes on friday morning yes yeah fuck all your morning on on fridays and uh all right that's it i'll see you guys tomorrow morning bye-bye adios